Sanity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. (laughs) Get all those out. (laughs) I have terrible allergies. It's driving me crazy. It's for, actually, it's it's the smoke around here that's been bugging me. I have allergy-like symptoms because of all the smoke in the air. It's pretty it's bad. It's chemtrails. It's chemtrails. Uh, that too. Uh, I'm sure Bill Gates is involved. I'm sure your usual suspects are all a part of it. Uh, Dude, the, this forest fire thing. Do you remember this growing up? What do you mean? Just were do they? Do you remember come? that America being engulfed in this is arson, well, I... or Bill Gates is lighting these, <laughs> or this is some chemtrail shit? Um, actually shortly after my family moved to Montana, there was a wildfire fairly close to our house and we were evacuated. That was, uh, like, uh, late nineties. So this doesn't add up with my conspiracy theory. I don't know. No, I'm pretty sure the Western wildfires, at least the ones in the non-California states are, are real, but could I believe that California is lighting itself on fire to spread the, uh, global warming alarmism? 100%. I would. What do you think about the chemtrails thing? I don't know enough about it. You'd have to ask my wife. She could explain oh, is for she an deep hour. Into it? You should probably text her about. Chemtrails. I don't know, man. Have you ever gone to a Walmart on a Friday night? People are a different species now. <laughs> they are. Speaking of, did you see the White House's monkeypox coordinator? I didn't. Is he a big homo? Uh, he looks like he enjoys some pox. I would say he looks like That's he knows so from experience. Okay. Mm. Uh, what is his name? In, is he the monkeypox czar? In fact, uh, he. Well, he he had a he had some kind of um, press conference today. He was at the the uh, Saki Karine Jean Pierre podium, and he's one of those. Uh, you know, how they have these weird BDSM people, or at Ooh, least this guy's gay. Oh, he's da- yeah. Listen to him talk. There's no doubt. Um, do you know there hasn't been a single uh, monkeypox death, at least in the U.S. So that is far. a damn shame. <laughs> but as people were pointing out on Twitter, why do we have a monkeypox coordinator when there are all sorts of uh, quote unquote crises that are much more deadly than monkeypox. Monkeypox is not deadly at all. You get yeah. some uh, unpleasant blistering and uh, you call it a day. All right, let me hear this guy's voice. You want me to? I, I could play it for the. I could play. Let me play some of it here. Uh, you won't hear it, but the audience will. While you it's listen, fine. I'm I'll play listening it to this. Yeah, so I think, now. you know, this, this virus transmits through very close skin to skin physical contact, often in the setting of sexual exposure. But um, <laughs> there are other mechanisms for its transmission, including if you touch objects that individuals who've had monkeypox touch, or if, um, if you have prolonged exposure to respiratory droplets. With- All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there. That's enough pox <clears> talk <throat> for me. Close skin to skin contact, often in a sexual context, not exclusively though. I'm still looking for Whoa, the guy we have who twenty thousand cases in America. That, yes, that's what I read. Who was the guy who got hugged so hard he got monkeypox? Where is he? That hugging involved a lot of friction. It must have been that that uh, toddler in California. The two toddlers, the one in California yeah. and the one in DC, must have been hugged so hard, loved so well <laughs> by their grandmas that they got monkeypox. Oh 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's, that's a bunch of bullshit. It doesn't really matter. Uh, you guys know how the call-in show works. Most of you, at least, if you are new to the show, though, and you uh, need some uh, instructions for how to participate, those are in the description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. If you'd like to participate, but you're having trouble getting in live or you can't participate live, of course, you can send us a question through uh, an email question. Uh, the way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. We'll get to those in the last segment of the show. Uh, until then, we'll take your calls. We'll stop every half hour as we usually do to check in with your super chats. Uh, I think that's it. Anything else before we hop into the calls? Nope. Just looking through Discord. This was a mistake. <laughs> All right. Let's talk to uh, Juggernaut. Hello. Juggernaut, are you there? I am. What's Danger- on your mind? Well, Danger Spaces would like me to remind people to get into the bloody call-in waiting room. Ah, uh, yes. If you are a uh, potential caller, be sure to be in either the quiet or the uh, voice-enabled waiting room so that he can grab you. Right. And with that out of the way, Blonde, yes. weren't you lamenting a while ago that hoax hates were not elaborate or well thought out as you'd want them to be? Is that fair? Well, some races do it better than other races. <laughs> Exclusively broken down by race. No, I've seen some lazy Asian hate crimes. Well, half Which the Asian ones me, are real, yeah. though. <clears throat> That's true. That's true. Well, I was just going to make the observation. Isn't that just what the FBI does? What they do lazy? Elaborate. Yeah, no, the elaborate, well thought out hoax hates that you've been craving. That's true, but it's it's not usually racial, is it? It's more, uh, yeah, it's more political, I suppose. It's that race angle, you know. And I want it to be like a. A bottom-up approach. Like I like it when it's your layperson that wants the attention. If it's a government organization, it like lends to being elaborate. But if one person really puts in that effort, it's almost commendable. When the FBI mm-hmm. does it, it's just you know government nonsense. Well, the Whitmer plot was a pretty high-level hoax, I would say. Yeah, I don't but know it if it's go- hoax it was a government hate. plot. Yeah, but it was True. but it was effort. There was a months-long effort in that one. That was hate just, for Democrats. In- yeah, yeah. I suppose you could if it was a a standalone story and not as deep as it was, I could figure out a way to shoehorn it into the hoax hate segment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose your point stands, though. Yeah. I mean, there's not there's not a lot. I don't know that there's anybody pushing. Well, with the exception of maybe Jussie Smollett and maybe this BYU family or the uh, Duke family in the BYU volleyball game. Nobody's uh, pushing them harder than uh, the feds, I suppose. Yeah. So next time you see some crazy hate story that some seems somewhat related to the feds, just stick it in hoax hate. Maybe we should. <laughs> and then Blonde will get her wish. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Uh, I saw, you know, who's back at it is um, Patriot Front. They're back at it. They're doing their. What are they their, doing? They're doing their training again. Hmm. This time they had shields, like riot shields. Uh- Really? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going I on with so them. much um, not reading the news. I probably should start doing that. It is my job. I don't know if it was new. It, it had the unicorn riot label on it. So it might have been part of the leak from before. But they were out in a in uh, like on a, you know, what looked like a big soccer field or something. Some grassy area. 
and they were all training with riot shields to handle, right. I guess, crowd control. But even when they're out doing their training, they still have like the the white masks on, but they're like neck gaiter masks, you know, like buffs, basically. Okay. They always have their faces covered. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the yeah. deal is. Anyway, uh, any other thoughts from you? Nope. That's all. Thank all you right. for your time. Well, thank Bye-bye. you. Have a good night. Good night. Let's see. Uh, new Beezer. I think I'm saying that right, though. I'm well, probably not. New Beezer. Are you there? <clears throat> yes. What's I, on your I'm, mind? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Dangerous Spaces wanted me to remind everybody as well that uh, there is a real... Uh, only very few people who are on the list are actually waiting to get on the show. All right. So. You wait listers hop in one of the waiting rooms or else you're going to get passed over. Okay. So, uh, I, I have a couple of options for you, uh, for topics, a, uh, vaccine related story, um, infiltration of the church, uh, or concern about Roe v. Wade. Mm. Uh, is the concern like electoral concern? Yeah, that one's probably the shorter of the of the bunch. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm just... I'd go with Susan Beta vaccine talk. Okay. Yeah, me I, too. I'm fine okay. With that. Yeah. Uh, Try to be careful. Well, you can't say yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. work. Oh no no no! But it's, it's you nothing know, like that. Yeah. Um, it, it's actually a personal story because, uh, in order to travel, like I'm in Canada and. Uh, we were told that in order to travel between provinces with that, we had to get uh, vaccinated Mm -hmm. in order to do so. And kind of a lifelong mentor figure that I had uh, recently moved back to another province and he was having a real hard time with it. And he was kind of thinking these are the end of days and and all this kind of stuff. So, and and he was kind of isolated out there. So my family decided that we were going to make sure that he got settled in and um, just make sure everything was okay. Just some sort of normalcy for them. But in order to do that, I had to get a vaccine. And I- ironically, it turns out that you nobody checked. <clears throat> Literally nobody checked. Didn't have to do it. Um, mm. but, but we followed the rules and all that kind of stuff. But an interesting thing happened uh, when I got mine. And I wasn't the only one. Um, when, like... The guy who administered it, very good. Uh, however, okay, get out of the waiting room and you're supposed to wait there for 15 minutes or so. And just to make sure that nothing goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And within the within about five minutes, I started having trouble breathing. Hmm. When I, was this? Sorry? When did this happen? Oh, this was uh, last year in, okay. in June or something. Or not... I don't know if it was last. Yeah, it's not this year. It was last mm-hmm. year in June. Or and um, when I was like and started having difficulty breathing, and I actually ended up passing out. And I didn't. And it was Ooh. only for like, yeah, only for about three minutes. But uh, the waiting three. room was full when I st- when I started passing out. And by the time that I woke up about three or four minutes later, um, the waiting there was like four people in the waiting room well, did, did someone tend to off. you or how do you know how long it was well because i had a timer on my phone uh for oh, 15 minutes like it was so running I, knew, I see yeah, yeah exactly um what was interesting was that uh, another guy uh came out 
like a the area that we were in is like highly ethnic so there's uh i think it was only old ladies that were white and me and one other guy that, that was white in in the entire waiting room and he was also a fairly young guy and he also passed out really nobody else did but did you uh, uh was that it or did you have negative effects later oh uh for almost an hour after the fa- or more than an hour after the fact i had more than a 20 point like you know uh for systolic and your blood pressure yeah i had across the board 20 um between 20 and 30 points uh reduction in blood pressure blood pressure dropped so you got hypotensive yeah hmm. yikes so i've not heard that uh, one before i wonder why that would be yeah but what is interesting was when i was talking to another doctor that is not related to any of this uh, vaccine stuff he um and he's he's pretty uh rationalistic about all this kind of stuff and he he wasn't pushing vaccines or anything like that he was uh basically saying ah are you 80 years old if you're yeah if you're 80 years old you you really really should have it if otherwise uh i trust you to be an adult Mm -hmm. but uh this doctor uh basically said that there is actually a phenomenon that runs in families where you are extremely sensitive to um, feelings of um, invasion, like something like your body is pure and there is something that doesn't belong there that is in there. And because I told him another story at, at one point that uh, I can't, I slow blackout when uh, getting blood taken. Like I, I'm okay. not grossed out by it. But, but this is something that happens to you in other contexts. Not frequently, but it's, it has happened hmm. once uh, once or twice before. But then he pointed out that apparently it runs in families and that there has been research that uh, indicates that um, it's almost like a temperamental thing, like a, like a person, almost a personality trait, but that is genetically based. Hmm. But but as far as uh, effects down the road, did you have any other negative? Was it just that no. day at the clinic, or did you have uh, any kind of effects later on? Uh, well, other than just feeling kind of crappy for the rest of the day, but uh. that's that's fairly normal. All right. But well, that, yeah, that that one's new to me. I, story. I haven't heard that one before. So. Yep. But the uh, the other guy when he came out, he was fine for a little bit, but then as he's trying to walk to go somewhere, down he goes. Mm. he passed out while walking away yeah trying to wow weird yeah and then he collapsed into a chair and then they, they had to go get people to, to come help him and all that kind of stuff but I, hmm. I found it interesting it's only us two not not nobody else in here just us two yeah it's interesting what you said too about how the quote-unquote vaccine mandates are really just something they tell you to do ahead of time and then they don't actually check up on and yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily have experience with that on the vaccine front because I haven't tried to enter a place that required them. But I noticed that in the context of the masks, whether I would go into a restaurant or into Home Depot or wherever, people would say, uh, sir, you need to wear a mask. And I'd say, no, and I just keep walking. Or, <laughs> and then you'll just leave you alone. The one I like to use was I will because they don't really know how to respond to that. But this, the logic probably extends that they're just not used to someone kind of just brushing them off and walking away. And it's not like they're going to chase you down. And in the context yeah. of like a restaurant or something, well, there are they some gonna... parents there. They're... 
They what? There yeah, are some that. Karens. There's individuals. Oh, oh some who Karens. Right. Really in your face about it, but yeah. they're few and far between. Yeah. Like ninety percent of the people, or ninety-eight percent of the people that you run it come across not an issue. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for uh, sharing your experience. And uh, uh, did you have anything else before we let you go? Oh, uh, just one uh, recommendation for you, Matt, or actually, Blonde, both of you. Uh, have you ever heard of the Screw Tape Letters? Mm-mm. By C.S. So. Lewis. Oh, uh, you know, maybe that title has come up on the stream before, but I don't know anything about it. Listen to, like, if you if you get a chance, uh, listen to the audio recording by John Cleese. It is very entertaining, and even if you're not a Christian or anything like that, even just the look at the psyche of of humans uh is is interest hmm. uh, i'll leave it at that sure it, it's it's very entertaining just uh okay. even funny in places so. all right well thank you for the thoughts have a good night all right thank you goodbye oh thunderstorm coming in oh really we'll see how that goes that is needed though clear the smoke out of here i'd appreciate it dungeon breath is up next dungeon breath are you there oh What's on your mind? We are well. Um, Go are for we it. delayed on, on yeah, people's... There, there might be a little delay. I don't know. but um, I can hear you just fine. Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, you're good. All right, cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I've got a little uh, gnarly setup going on with a separate mic and coming over the speakers. So if I'm echoing or if you're echoing, just let me know. Sure. No, mic sounds good. So go for it. Um, so, yeah, good to talk to you all again. It's been a you while. Um, my newfie new newfoundland poodle puppy was like god he was like 10 pounds when i talked to you last and now he's like 90 oh god how long ago was that i'm trying to remember the conversation but i've i would love to have a newfoundland so i'm sure i was enthusiastic yeah um yeah it was yeah, i don't know it was late last year i think something like that hmm. but yeah he's a he's decided that he wants to become a football player because he uh he likes to tackle us now when he gets hmm. excited he gets running full full speed and then jumps and turns sideways and just hits hits us with a full weight. That can be um, a lot of fun in your own house. I don't know. Danger is though he gets used to it and then does that to some uh, some bystander who doesn't take kindly to it and then you got you know oh, yeah. some kind of lawsuit or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's uh, yeah we're working on it definitely. Um, but I was actually calling into uh, so uh, I'm in the uh, Charlotte. Um, area group and mm-hmm. uh, the guys over there really great shout out to them I'm sure Jamie's listening now um, but um, just a little story for y'all I was um, for one of the guys birthdays we were out tubing here recently and uh, uh, we were we were out on the river for like a few hours and uh, I had left my truck at the put out point it was a Tacoma it was only like a year old and uh, I Basically, when we hopped out of the hopped out of the river, it had started storming like really bad. So we threw all our stuff real quick into the uh, into the truck, and we're trying to get out of there, you know, lickety split, and get over to the uh, put in point. It was like five minutes away. Um, two of the guys jumped in the bed of the truck, saying like, "Hey, it's fine. We'll just hold all the stuff down down like back here. It's you know, short drive. It'll be fine." Well, uh, lo and behold. Um, uh, I I hit a camber curve going too fast because it you hit a what? started a camber curve. Uh, oh, gotcha. So it curves one way but tilts the other. Um, mm. Going too fast, um, 
I was in a rush because the because uh, it started just pouring rain. The guys were, you know, screaming in the back. I should have just pulled over, but um, too many bad choices that day. But um, ended up sliding off the road, bumping into an embankment, and threw both the guys out of the bed. Oh shit! Oh my Are they god! Okay? So um, one of the guys from the group um, got a cut on the head, but he's he's fine. It's already healed up. Okay. Um, the the other guy was just you know scraped up and shaken. Um, it was terrifying that like it it could have been so bad. Like it yeah, could have rolled, could have killed both of them. How fast were you driving? Do you know? It was it was not that fast. It was something like forty. Okay, forty well, forty five. That I mean that'll um, do it in the right conditions, or if you hit the exactly. right thing, you know. Exactly, and and I wasn't you know wasn't thinking and was you know I'm in a rush. I don't need to slow down when it's raining. My my dad always told me it's it's slickest right when it first starts raining because the mm. oil comes out of the asphalt and mm. one of many examples where not listening my dad got me in trouble, I guess. But uh, yeah, just uh, moral of the story. Uh, please be safe out there, guys. <laughs> drive drive carefully. Yeah, in the drive rain. carefully. Truck beds are yeah. very dicey. People worry me uh, with their dogs <laughs> a lot either. too. You know, you got dogs like hanging halfway out of the truck bed on the interstate or something like that. I see them on flatbeds and that always freaks me out. Like a flatbed on the interstate with a dog on it. And it's like, if that guy has to take a swerve to avoid a deer or something, that dog is going to go flying into my windshield. It's always, it's always terrifying. I have to get away from those people, you know? Oh, you're not worried about the Um, dog? Well, I mean, I am, but I also, I I mean, I, I don't, it's bad for you if you hit anything at, at highway speed. And, uh, I just, obviously I, I have no appetite to family five. Yeah. yeah I, I have no appetite to hit a dog with a car either. You That'd know be traumatic. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, wise words. And, um, and, uh, I'm glad that, well, if the lesson was to be learned, it sounded like it was learned in, I suppose the best way that it, it could have been, at least everybody is, uh, at least everybody's fine. And of course we send our regards to, uh, to the group. Yeah. For real. And, I'm lucky that they're lucky that they weren't more injured. Yeah. That could have been really bad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, agreed. Just be safe out there guys. Don't, uh, don't make any dumb decisions. You'll, you'll end up paying for them. Like I yeah. am. I haven't been in exactly that situation, but one thing that always, uh, where I have to remind myself, you need to pull over and stop and not do this is drowsy driving. And yeah. that, that hits me at night all the time. If I try to drive at night with the oncoming lights, even if it's only in the winter, it's only like eight or nine at night. It's not even late. But if I have a long distance to go, uh, the uh, it's 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 the late night. Or and it's, it's hard it's to be honest late, with yourself. It's the dark with the lights on coming. Something about it just puts me to sleep. And uh, and you think like, oh, I only have an hour to go. I'll do it. I'll power through. And before you know, you're you're like yeah. dozing off or something like that. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, o- always better to just pull off the road and wait out the weather, wait out your drowsiness, whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, thank God it was a Tacoma at least, so they they totaled it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it not... my family used to have a Tacoma, and we used to we had a big dog too. Then we had a Saint Bernard. Was your dog uh, on this trip? No, 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 he wasn't there. Yeah, no, but Tacomas it... uh, that was before I was driving. My dad had a Tacoma, and those are kind of like uh, certain Jeeps too. There's like a warning on the inside: this car is not designed to be turned. Don't try it. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe right. you know maybe uh i suppose in a different car I, mean, I don't know i mean tacomas are great there's a reason they're they, they sell well but 
um, at least if our Tacoma was any indication, cornering was not the purpose of that vehicle. It had other strengths, but cornering was not a strength. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's well, and I say thankful it was a t- Tacoma just because it, uh, the, uh, total value Tacoma's hold their value so damn well. They're actually hmm. paying me like a little bit more than I paid for it a year ago. Well, especially so. now, especially I mean, now. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's yeah. car is worth more than it was worth a year ago. Yeah. It's yeah. like anytime I take my car into, uh, to get serviced, if I go to a dealer or someplace, they're like, here's an offer on it. We'll buy it off of you. I'm it's like, okay, that's a good offer, but, uh, what am I going to buy? Your lot is empty. You know, it's, they're so desperate for used cars. Cause all the, all the car lots are used cars currently with maybe, I'm not exaggerating the car lots around here, maybe five new cars sitting on the yep. lot instead of yep. the dozens or even a hundred or more that are usually there. But anyway, I digress. Uh, any other thoughts before we let you go? Oh, um, Orrin McIntyre blonde. You should do an interview with him. Who? <laughs> He's a uh, popular for his, I guess, catchy takes on Twitter, but, uh, but he does a bunch of, uh, basically like video content kind of like y'all um oren mcintyre he he's Warren mcintyre uh, okay he's in the nrx space like the you know um what's his name uh mold bug mold bug in his ilk um but really really interesting stuff he has a lot of a lot of takes on like he was he was on michael malice's show great it was a great episode but uh talking he had a really good point about populism how it's fundamentally basically a lie Hmm. Well, it is. <laughs> but anyway, would recommend. Um, or on the uh, on the show with both of you or something. I'm sure he would. He's been making the rounds lately. But anyway, that's all. All right. Well, thank you, man. Uh, glad to hear that everything's all right, or at least as all right as it could be. And uh, our regards to the uh, North Carolina group. And uh, all the best to you and your dog. Yeah. Thanks very much. Have a good See one. Later. Man. Uh on a related note, did you hear Joe Biden said that uh, it's actually the chips in cars that are driving inflation? That's the key driver is we don't have enough computer chips for the cars. And if we only had. I think it's bigger than that. If we only had those, then we would have it all figured out. Good Lord. <laughs> he had another uh, one of those. Uh, I'm going to what was his famous moment before right before the election? I use it in the Sunday intro where he said, I'm going to have true international whatever the word was. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. He had another one of those moments when he was campaigning. Uh, and then is he just having little strokes. Did you it seemed like he kind of had one when he was raging about pharma the other day. Did you see that one? Uh-uh. He was he's doing these campaign style events, I guess, to ramp up for the midterms here or what I, I don't know what the hell he's doing because he seems like a campaign liability, not an asset, but he's out there talking and he, uh, he did his rage fists again. Like he did, uh, in his, in his Darth Brandon speech. But, um, but he was talking about how we beat pharma. I took on pharma and we beat pharma. We beat pharma this year. I don't even know what he was talking about, but you are the guy who tried to force people to take a pharmaceutical injection to the benefit of exclusively big pharma companies yeah. under threat of losing their job or whatever other punishment. How did we beat pharma? You enriched it's remarkable pharma. remarkable that people on the left haven't started calling this out. They, they <laughs> truly are believers, aren't they? Nobody has enriched big pharma more than this guy. I guarantee you that with yeah. all of his mandates and all this, all this nonsense. 
But now he's I, I guess he's out there taking credit because the Inflation Reduction Act is supposed to allow Medicare to negotiate drug prices, blah, blah, blah. So he's going to get you great pharmaceutical deals. But he also took on pharma and beat them by forcing you to consume their product or at least getting you fired if you don't. Yeah, people don't care about the hypocrisy, though. Pointing it out seems like a, like it's futile. Well, you can't you can't possibly be pro vaccine mandate and pharma skeptic. Yeah. Can can you hold those two? I'm trying to think. Uh, I guess the only thing I. But it doesn't matter. The only way you could is if you believed that the the vaccine is useful and effective, but also overpriced. Like they're price gouging, even right. though it's a great product. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Try to understand the logic. Let's talk to Raggle Fraggle. Mr. Raggle Fraggle, are you there? Hey, what's going on? Are you having a stroke again, Vlog? A what? Are you having a stroke again? I've, I've had a series of strokes just on this show alone. <laughs> no, I reset. I set up my lighting in such a way that like it becomes very difficult to look at my computer screen. I'm going to have to put it back the way it was. Yeah. Okay. So how are you guys doing? Okay. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, so I don't want to talk to Matt. Um, so and I think it was the last call-in show you talked about. Uh, you were struggling with um, shooting pistols. I can't remember. What exactly did we talk about? Um, I don't know. We were just talking about shooting in general, and you got onto the topic of how you struggle with the uh, your pistol marksmanship. Well, I mean, I've never been a great handgun shot, but I have um, the number one thing that improved that helped me improve was that Smith and Wesson compact 22 and uh, just identifying flaws in my shot through use of that has been hugely helpful. I wouldn't say that I'm going to go light up some competition, but uh, you know, I'd like to think that if I had to land a shot that I could. So I would call myself what? competent, but not skilled. Okay, so you're not gonna do the uh, oh shit! Now I can't think of his name. The guy that stopped the, uh, the mall shooter. <laughs> Actually, yeah, several people asked me, "You need to do this challenge and post it online." It's like, first of all, I don't. <laughs> th- th- that's like not my wheelhouse of content. But second of all, uh, I I don't I I don't want the embarrassment. Like, could I hit like a, could I set up a, a you know a, a twelve or eighteen inch gong at like. 50 yards and hit it with a handgun sure could i land allegedly what that kid did was like eight out of ten shots in 15 seconds i would say almost no chance that i could do that maybe i could hit half on a good day that'd be pretty impressive i don't know okay well what is it you think that you're struggling with uh i've always had i've i've had like uh bad flinch historically like just just creating a consistent even trigger pull without flinching, like flinching in anticipation of the shot. Okay, you know, um, I also does that make you less accurate or something? Yeah, well, if you're if you're flinching on your pull, you know, you're yeah, it's yanking your, the trigger is what you're doing. Your aim is going to be off, and um, I would say the other thing I'm not great on, like, give me all the time in the world to take my shot, and I'm pretty confident I can hit. You want me to hit in the case of. Uh, Elijah Dakin in Indiana, you want me to hit eight out of 10 in, well, 15 seconds is a long time if you're shooting at like 15 yards, but if you're shooting at 50, 
I guess what I'm saying is quick follow-up shots, I wouldn't say are necessarily a strength either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, the thing that to practice is to take your time and slowly just keep doing it and slowly pick up speed as you start to improve, you know? Yeah. You ever, have you ever you, used uh, the uh you ever used the iTarget Pro? You ever use one of those? No, I, I don't use any target systems. I go out and just shoot bullets like the average joke. It's uh it's kind of fun. Obviously it's not the exact same thing because you're not gonna get the recoil of shooting a live shot. But like some of the I got it for Christmas one year and just for like draw training and stuff, it's kind of useful for that. Uh, I'm pretty good with the iTarget Pro, let me tell you. When you don't have a live <laughs> round in the chamber, I'm pretty good with that. Yeah. Okay, okay. What are you uh, What are you shooting nowadays besides the Smith & Wesson Compact? Uh, well, the I I have I'm not going to list all the handguns I have, but uh, no, just, just the why? ones that you... so I can rob you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just like pick your top three that you've been using most. I actually don't. Uh, most of the time I go to the range for fun, I don't necessarily bring handguns that frequently. That's part of the reason why I'm not a great shot. But um, but if I was going to, I don't know. I'd probably take uh, Glock 19. I'd probably mm-hmm. take my my Sig P3 P365, and uh, I might take that Compact 22. Or I have uh, one of my favorites is the uh, the Heritage uh, 22 single actions. You know, oh the Rough Rider. Yeah, yeah those, those are, are fun. fun. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I also I have a 45 too. I, I I can't. I don't know what it is about 45. I'm a terrible 45 shot. I, I don't am know. too, but you know, I still love that damn bullet for some reason. Uh, it's just a fun time, especially if you happen to hit the target like a metal target at a distance. Yeah. That smack that it throws. Oh, yeah. That's I just don't enjoy things. handgun shooting as much as uh, like rifle shooting or just like, um, you know, PCC shooting or something like that. You know, I actually in- enjoy pistol shooting a little more because mm. when I do rifle shooting, I, I practice for like long range uh, hunting kind of stuff. So, yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm I'm braced up. I'm taking my sweet time on my pull. It's it's not no. as actiony as like a. As are you gonna Are you gonna register your braced weapons once they force you to? Once the amnesty period arrives in a couple months here. What braced weapons? I, don't, <laughs> exactly. I know not of what you speak. I, I just exactly. <laughs> God, dude. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, we gotta we gotta let you go. But any other thoughts before we do? Uh, yeah. On that uh, that last topic you had, um, if you get kind of dozy driving on the road uh two very simple things that i've found help out a lot because I, I do this on habit um you can put on instead of putting on music on the radio you put on talk shows like a podcast or you can put on uh, what i used to do was put on pandora's uh, comedy channels so they make you laugh you kind of interact it, it keeps you up the other thing you do is you pull off the road and you get out and just walk around you get your blood flowing and all that. It makes Ugh. a world of difference. But it's temporary. For me, even like 15 minutes of a nap is hugely refreshing. If I just if I just recline my pull over, recline my seat and close my eyes for 15 minutes. Huge help. Oh. Hold on, what do you mean temporary? I get an extra two or three hours of driving out of that. Oh, God, no. I'm, ba- I'm back 10 minutes. I'm back to as tired as I was. Hmm. The only way to do hmm. it is PCP. It's the only way to get this <laughs> All right. Good night, guys. See ya. All right. All the best to you and your family. Thanks for calling in. Yep. We are uh, due for a break. 
Let me uh, refresh here on the chat and we'll start reading from those. Let's see. Max says, if a politician is telling you something bad will happen, it's not a concerned warning. It's a declaration or promise. Yeah. I suppose that's a fair assumption. Sometimes they they oversell the warnings to try to get you to do something out of fear, though. That's true. But I kind of feel like now we should be listening to people. Hmm. Hillbilly Deluxe says, somehow got a discount on the first Super Chat. Hope you guys are doing well. I was talking to a customer in Billings today, and she said you guys are getting triple-digit temperatures. Stay cool. God bless and thanks. Uh, Billings is is almost always hotter than Bozeman. We're definitely not at, at triple-digit, but I think we're on the, the last heat wave of the summer. Today was around here was like mid-90s and smoky. But we're supposed to be high of... Uh, of like 65 on Friday. So I imagine that's probably similar really? for you. Canadian cold front coming down. Yeah, it's really cool at night, which yeah. is nice. I forgot to tell you, my brother had to drive through Bozeman coming back from Iowa, and he saw a full-on tranny kid. Uh, <laughs> there are many, and I, I wish I could say... I can't say all the specific sightings I've had because this town is small enough that specific individuals might be identifiable by that. But yeah... Uh, Wherever this trend is coming from, there are many. I suspect the uh, perhaps the college has something to do with it. I don't know. When you when you say tranny kid, what are you talking about? How old? Six. Seven. Oh no, I've I haven't seen that. I'm talking like young adults. Single mom. Uh, where was he? Was he walking around in town or what? Yes. He there came to this town and he didn't say anything to me. He had his four children and I his don't two care. dogs. And I think they stopped in Bozeman to get gas yeah. and eat lunch. And that was it. Eat lunch without me. I don't know what to tell you. Here. <laughs> it might have Everyone been needs to know how sure cool Blonde's brother is. Way cooler than Blonde. Okay. I'm so sick. I bring him around all my friends and then everybody's like, oh, I love your brother. So it's like, it's like you, but, but he's a man and he's more interesting and well-read. I'm like, God, dude. Her I brother, really as him. I've said, since meeting him six years ago, is the intellectual Danny McBride. That's that what is, he is accurate. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it's really annoying. Though. Next time I go through Coeur d'Alene, I'm going to brush him off, too, for revenge. <laughs> I don't I don't even think you guys could have met up if you wanted to. Yeah, that's, that's all right. I, I understand. Kids, yeah. Two dogs cross the country drive. They had to do it in three days. Wow. Where did they go to? They went to Minnesota and then Iowa. Huh? Huh? All right. Well, uh, I'm sorry he got that representation of our delightful town, but okay. Mike David uh, Smoke Show. Oh, wait, sorry. I skipped one. Uh, Daniel Yeager says, what do you guys think of Pedro Gonzalez's piece blaming Republican squishes for Eliza Fletcher's death? So I don't know that much about this, but this is the jogger murdered by a jogger in Memphis. Have you seen that? Why does anybody care about this? Uh, Because that guy was a... If I understand, and again, I have a surface level understanding, so don't quote me on it. He he was a, a felon or a habitual felon. He was out of prison. He did something like 20 years for a prior crime, but he was out of prison, and then he kidnapped and apparently now murdered right. this jogger. The, that, that billionaire daughter. Oh, oh, the actual jogger. He's a... <laughs> I thought you were talking about black on black crime, but yes, I do no, know this story. No, I'm talking about... I'm talking about uh, Ahmad Arbery jogger on actual jogger crime. Yeah, it's really bad. And then I was in the Daily Mail comments reading about this and everybody's like, why um, was she out reading or reading? Uh, why was she out running uh, at 4.30 a.m. like in skimpy clothes? It's like, 
And I'm pretty sure that she just, she was on, on a university campus. Is It happened on campus. Wow. Or yeah. like right around campus. Yeah. University of Memphis, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't followed that story very closely. Um, oh, so I wouldn't be really able, sad. I, she was a new mom. And I don't know the piece, so I wouldn't be able to comment on on the piece. Um, I don't know the terms of his prior incarceration. I don't know what crime he committed and what sentence he served. It was armed robbery, and he served 20 years, but I think he got out a little bit earlier hmm. uh, for good behavior or something like that. But Not it was good armed enough. robbery with a friend. Yeah, it's like, oh, what God. are we doing? And did you see the guy's picture? Uh, he He's looks like, kind of like 50 Cent. Yeah. I thought it was 50 Cent. It was not. I don't want to get sued by 50 Cent's estate <laughs> here, but it was not 50 Cent. You heard, It was 50 Cent who kidnapped and murdered this woman. You heard it here first. All right. Uh, <sighs> one more. We're a little behind time, so I'll read one more. We'll get back to the calls. Mike David Smoke Show says, you guys, uh, have you guys seen the very cryptic letter that was published by the former military leadership on September 6th? Check out the principles of civilian control and best practices of uh, civil military relations. It is a very clear warning to someone. That's news to me. I have I have no knowledge of that. So I will have to check it out. Or better yet, if you have a link to it, go ahead and send me an email. And that way I'll find exactly what you're talking about. And uh, thank you for uh, supporting the show as well. Appreciate that. Let's see. Um, I am not going to be niggardly. We will uh, circle back to your chats at the top of the hour. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Red Falcor is up next. Mr. Falcor. Oh, don't. uh, You're live. So don't talk anymore about your Civil War plans. (laughs) I was just about to tell Mr. Dangerous Spaces uh, about a book uh, called Please Stop Helping Us by Jason Riley, who's kind of kind of a disciple of the great Dr. Thomas Sowell um, talking about how liberals are uh, making life hell hell for black Americans by trying to help them. Um, Ah. I'm not sure how we got into that, but but we were on the break. Was that what you wanted to talk about or you want to talk about something else? No. Uh, Actually, uh, I heard you guys um, mentioning on a previous caller that neither one of you had heard you kind of remembered matt but uh, about the uh, screw tape letters yeah which... had, I, had you brought it up before is that yes okay. yes and so had a different caller uh i forget what i think it was in 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 an actual call and that's how i learned about it hmm. and uh he recommended the reading by uh, John Cleese, which I'm sure is fantastic. But the one that I listen to is it just John Cleese reading CS Lewis's work. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I suspect so. I think he was, I think he was probably talking about an audio book. Well, despite my life of Brian rating, I actually, (laughs) at least in the uh, internet encounters I've had, I, I like John Cleese. He seems like a good guy who who seems to get it on many things. I don't know what his full uh, politics are, but right. Some, was he, what did he do that was racist? I don't what know. Say? Some Nazi sketches, but I don't really care. Oh, and he also <laughs> said, that's right. Uh, now I remember a couple of years ago, he said something like, I don't know. I might butcher it, but it was something like once the rest of the world has taken over England or Great Britain, it won't be British anymore. Something like that. Oh, no. And that was, that was, deemed, that was deemed racist. Yeah, I think he did say that. And actually, I'm not uh, much of a Monty Python fan either, which I know will 
draw the ire of a certain slice of the audience i'm sure but uh i've i've never really been into it but but the uh uh reading um so so there's the one by john cleese which i'm sure is great and then there's the one by ralph caution from uh, 2006 uh, of the uh, screw tape letters and Mm -hmm. he is a uh, stuffy british fellow who pronounces christianity christianity (laughs) it's got no no sh in in the word yeah and i I find that to be actually absolutely lovely what um no 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 all the uh all the telemarketers who call my my family my dad will tell you what in the hell who calls it christiansen who pronounces it that way yeah no no no. you're you're wrong about that that's that's nonsense christiansen i will uh disavow wholeheartedly i think that is ridiculous (laughs) but okay so just christian yeah for the religion yes christian yes that that sounds that doesn't sound terrible i I guess i can accept no it's like it's it's distinctly british yeah in the in the context and uh i have been trying to catch your uh, bible studies uh i had covid a couple of weeks ago oh no and uh how did you survive i know, I know. it was a harrowing harrowing experience. actually it's f- f- funny because the wor- wor- worst thing that happened to me is it was kind of like the 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 uh summer i sp- sp- spent in eugene oregon which is the grass seed capital of the world yeah. um the grass I, seed I have... capital of the world yep the marijuana and, and have... dreadlocks oh. on white people, capital of the world. <laughs> I didn't connect those things. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, perhaps that as well. And uh, I have uh, terrible allergies. I've had them all my life. I could not keep my eyes open in class. And the allergist put, put, put me on f- f- five different medications hmm. that summer uh, at the same time. And it was... Like that, actually, uh, d- d- during COVID, it was like it was hard to keep my eyes open, wa- 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 watering, and I could not see, uh, but just for a couple of days. So it wasn't too bad. Um, and then the rest were just like cold symptoms, basically, where I just took equal d- 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 and NyQuil, and I was pretty much fine. Although I am uh, tr- tr- triple vaxxed, so sorry about that. <laughs> Wait, triple vaxxed right? i know no i'm not ki- no i'm not kidding it's true sorry oh, no. can i in- can i inquire well it's uh, why? why why i'm just why? curious a- yeah i'm not even I'm, yeah the, the it, triple i suppose i find is it's it, the triple is what intrigues me it's my wife uh and okay. my and my actually uh my, my conservative father who is a big reason I, the, that I am, you know, talking here in the first place. Yeah. Uh, insisted it was very important to him as well. Hmm. Um, and uh, I actually switched um, br- br- brands of the vaccine between between the second and th- third 
shot and I wasn't able to keep keep anything down for for twenty four hours after that shot. You're talking you're throwing up? Yeah. It was That's rough. totally normal. Uh yeah, I I would assume so. Something like that. Yeah. Except the doctor who is about to be my, my sister-in-law uh, did not switch brands. And the doctor who's about to be your sister-in-law. First of all, let me back yeah, up a yeah. minute. I hope you made your sure. wife clean up that barf. Cause that is, that's on her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> but the doctor is about to be your sister-in-law. Your yeah, the doctor who's about your, to be my sister. Your brother yeah. is marrying a doctor or what's going on here? Yep. 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 Okay. That's right. That's I'm having right. a, a really hard time not being judgmental right now. I'm just, I'm really I struggling. I well, we already know he cheats in the, uh, I could not this, hear you blonde. I'm in sorry. In the roll call. <laughs> broke up a little bit. Oh, did you? That's uh, probably well. good. <laughs> she, she said you suck and she hates you. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> no, it was actually much worse than that. No, I just, oh, no. I just don't understand. Yep. Like uh, your, your wife and your dad, are they dying of late stage cancer? And they were worried that COVID was going to like be, be the last thing. Are they in well, good health? My, my, my wife isn't in, in all that good of health. No. Hmm. So the and she and she actually uh, uh, in Alaska where she grew, grew up uh, she 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 was um, uh, outside and she uh, caught pneumonia at about five years old and then uh, now has some uh, scar tissue uh, on her lungs hmm. oh, okay. and so, so was pop. Partly worried about it because of that. Yeah. Well, how how bad was your uh, Corona case? Not not bad, as I said. It was just like a b- really bad allergy attack, basically. Okay. You um you would have been dead surely if not for the the triple. Uh, <laughs> would have been dead surely. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. not going to say that. Yeah. I don't. I don't really know. Yeah. Um. But well, I, I genuinely I hope that uh it doesn't kill you. <laughs> yeah. I also hope. Me that. too. <laughs> Even though guys, I do I spend it. a lot of time fantasizing about uh, the vaccine killing large swaths of people all over the world, but not you. wishing, wishing not people you. were dead who <laughs> just monkeypox for you. No, no, I don't I wish people were dead, it. but it's just like this <laughs> feeling of Schadenfreude that, like, I can't. I'm not like, oh, wouldn't that be great? Because a bunch of my friends and family would be dead. You know? I don't wish people de- were dead. I just want them to learn their lessons through death. <laughs> no, no, and then and then for me to be like, I was right. That's yes. really what this yeah. is about. <laughs> to get a little bit of It's not the death per se, it's the exactly, ego stroke. Exactly. Yeah. It would be 90% devastating, <laughs> sad, and it would be 10% hilarious and validating. You know That's what you need to do? You know, through coronavirus there were several instances of these nurses talking about people coming into their clinics or hospitals and having corona and saying, "Please, please, I thought it was right. all a hoax. I beg of you, give me the vaccine." And the vaccine. nurses would say, it's "No, I'm sorry. It's too late." And they shove a ventilator down their trachea. Yeah. You yeah. need to make stories about how you've encountered video. all these people on their deathbed from whatever those weird fiber whatever the weird uh, like those crazy blood, blood vessel clog things they get. Yeah. Uh that they're on oh, their deathbed saying, Why, oh why did I do this? And you say, I'm sorry, it's too late. And you take the uh the 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 cattle gun from uh No Country for Old Men and you mercifully put it right between <laughs> their eyes. <laughs> All right. This okay. is a, a vicious mur- murder fantasy that you've concocted on her behalf. 
do no, I'm, well, I'm just saying my murder, I mean, come on. None of you people have murder fantasies. I would never murder anybody. I just <laughs> like to think about it. Uh, I can't say I've never thought about it, but okay, I wouldn't say that I do. Mur- I don't wouldn't say I fantasize about murder. Well, what do you think about when you're all alone in a bad mood and you want to cheer yourself up? <laughs> you're talking to me or Matt? Either all one right. of you. All right. I mean, uh, I've had those. I've had those dark moments. Where dark I've, moments. I've, those are the best sure. moments. <laughs> there are light moments. This is. Yeah, really. I have a rich imagination. Yeah. Does this go against your Catholic f- faith, blonde? I just, I just want to know. For sure, for sure. Although baked okay. into the cake with Catholicism is like a pretty healthy amount of bloodlust. So maybe I'm following suit. Hmm. Due to the uh, sacrifice, or where did you, where, where would you say? say that the bloodlust comes from exactly historically i don't know if it's actually true to catholicism specifically but there has been a lot of bloodlust in catholicism Mm -hmm. which is something that i think is a is a positive is a positive thing for a religion right if a bunch of people weren't killed does your religion even mean anything (laughs) (laughs) the muslims have been running on that philosophy for quite a while seems to be working out (laughs) <laughs> why Scientology and more uh, more Mormonism, Mormonism is not real because People, they haven't Mormons have died. Wrecked up a body count. They've they've got yeah, a pretty good body like, count in Mormonism. Who have they killed? Well, yeah. they were slaughtered in mass by the Missouri federal government. Oh, but the, have they? Or no, no, no. The Missouri state government. If you or get the killed, government. that counts for religious legitimacy. What? It, or do you have to do the killing? Is it? Uh, okay, I, I see what you're saying. I think you have to do the killing so Mormons are out. Okay, well, the Mormons in the audience, you can correct us. Have you guys yeah. done any? Uh, have you done any proper genocides or things like that? Murder equals religion. Okay, I yeah. got it. Any proper crusades, I suppose, is a better term to use. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, uh, thank All you right for on. calling in, man. I hope uh, you and your family are well. Yeah. And, thank uh, you, guys, and have a great night. Okay. Have a good one. Okay. Gaylord Steam Bath. Gaylord, are you there? Uh, yes, I'm here. What's on your what mind? If that was your real name. Like, what a bummer would that be? Oh, uh, it could be. You know, Is it? Could, uh, no, but like, <laughs> there are, you know, Gaylords do exist in life. It's a really unfortunate name. An unfortunate, I would say it's a more unfortunate first name than last name. For sure. I don't know the last name, though. Like, there's, uh, there are a couple NFL players named Gay, and I think the kicker of the Rams is currently named Gay. In fact, his name is Matt Gay, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's unfortunate for you. And I know. I've, I've had a couple jokes sent my way, as though I have anything to do with Matt Gay. But the, and the reason I bring that up is because the back of their jersey just says Gay. <laughs> and that's, Which is awesome. <laughs> I guess it could be cool. It's kind of like Diego Fago. I would, you know, Diego Fago jersey would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, what's on your mind? Uh, I wanted to talk about the hoax hate you were you've been discussing for the past week or so. The one on the BYU volleyball yeah. incident and stuff like that. Kind of just speak on my end as sort of a member of the church that runs and funds the uh, the very same school. Well, wait, you're a Mormon. Yeah. Oh, this is perfect timing. I can't ah. believe it. Before okay. you joined, we were. Blonde had, well, 
This is Blonde's point. Maybe you can explain it better. So I had mentioned that no religion is truly worthwhile unless there's been some sort of crusade and that you've killed a lot of people in order to convert them or to um, get them out of your city, country, state, whatever. So we were debating on uh, the validity of Mormonism as a religion. Have you guys ever killed people because they were encroaching on your territory, refused to convert, or in retaliation for some sort of religious event? (laughs) Um, the history of Mormonism and our, um, our eventual exodus to, uh, Salt Lake City and to, like, Utah as a whole, it's been mostly of, like, uh, I would say non-retaliation and stuff like that, even Mm -hmm. when we were actively being attacked by people. That's weak, dude. Um, I, I mean, yeah, but, like... That's just sort of like, I, I, I'm not going to say like there was no retaliation. I'm sure there was some people who felt the need to defend their um, home <laughs> and everything and stuff like that. But, um, but for the most part, it, we, we, you know, ran away from the troubles that we were running into back in the East. Well, I'm on the fence, but I am into the polygamy thing. So I'll give you guys another fair shake, I think. <laughs> All right. I know that wasn't the purpose of your call, but it was just so perfectly timed because we had questions we were just about talking about Mormon Mormons. history. But you want to talk about this uh, volleyball event from the, uh, I suppose, the BYU perspective. Do you have a connection to BYU? Not BYU Provo, but I am currently okay. doing schoolwork in BYU, Idaho. Oh, OK. That's Where not far from here. Yeah. It's in B- it's in Rexburg. Oh, Rex. That's like that southeast where Lori Idaho. Vallow is from? She might have been. Know. The lady who uh, murdered her kids and they thought they dumped them in Yellowstone, but then they didn't. Because she was following oh, some crazy online cult. Now I remember. Yeah. Yeah. That is an uh, awesome true crime story. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But that's none of this is what you want to talk about. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I know I want to talk about uh, southeast Idaho because there are cool places to live in there. But. Let's talk volleyball. Yeah. Sorry, I keep derailing this. What What are your thoughts on the volleyball event? Um, okay, so it's uh, it's this whole event with um, this whole hoax hate thing involving uh, the school and with um, I guess to an extent even my uh, the church as a whole is has been kind of infuriating in my uh, to me, and I feel like it should be to a lot more uh, members of the church because. Yeah. Um, you know, because throughout my life growing up in the church, I've been taught to, um, you know, to, you know, testify of my own beliefs to people and to, you know, tell it when, you know, when the moment is appropriate, you would, I would say, I believe that this is the true church. I believe that uh, Jesus is the Christ and that he sacrificed himself for our sins and all, and all that jazz. Um, it's all about like spreading the tr- what we believe as the truth and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why is it that we don't apply that same uh, that same level of encouragement to a situation like this, where um, the truth of the matter is is that there was no N word spoken at all, and that was corroborated by the police and. Uh, even the p- people around the very person that got um, that got kicked out and stuff, and yet we they the um, 
the staff or whoever was just like kind of bend over backwards for uh for the dukes and for that other college that was, this is it know. this is time for the mormon crusade this is the event this is this the is catalyst the thing. this is how you guys yeah. uh get your get your validity how you become made I, a made religion no but I, I i i share that frustration from the outside i have no personal connection to the church or to byu but uh, to see an entire community, both an educational community and in some cases, even a religious community, depending on the commentary that's offered, smeared, called racist based on a whole series of what appear to be outright fake claims and nobody pushing back on that aggressively. Like it's just this it's it's frustrating to me. It all operates on the premise that like it's not possible that a black person could lie. That's that's not a possibility to consider. Uh, yeah. And I, no, go ahead. Go well, that, I mean, that's, that's basically it. And what bothers me is to, to take that and put it as the ultimate untouchable premise above your own self-respect for your own institution, for your own community, and indeed your own religious tenets. Like you're talking about the value of the truth itself, or just the integrity of the reputation of your faith in your church, which is being smeared. Um, yeah, there's if someone makes a defamatory accusation against you, there's nothing wrong with asking for proof. And nobody yeah. is willing to do that. At, at least I shouldn't say nobody, but not enough. You know, there's not enough pushback on, on this. Yeah. And I like to say that um, for all three branches of the BYU, like colleges and stuff like that, or at least all four of them, uh, you know, I like to say that we're kind of immune to, you know, the leftist rot that inf has invested all other like schools. I wouldn't say completely. There's still like some crazy people you might find here or there, but those are like few and far between, uh, you know, as far as students who might, you know, subscribe to that ideology and stuff like that. And for Provo, they've been having a couple of problems as far as like left weird leftist stuff happening there in the past a couple years, I guess. I mean, um, it, would, it would seem like I, the, I know I've made plenty of jokes about Tom Holmo, but I still find his name to be hilarious. But even oh, beyond yes. that, for him to stand up in front of the next game and just lecture all the students who are there, all the BYU fans who are there, uh, family and say you guys better be on your best behavior essentially without any evidence that anyone was actually demonstrating poor behavior i mean uh, to, to betray your own community in that way uh because some outsider made an unsubstantiated accusation i just there's no other way to process that other than loyalty to some bizarre progressive racial view that that guy yeah. has to hold that or there are powers above him that would punish him if he didn't yeah, either that or they, um, um, either that or they, um, uh, they, they, they've taken that, you know, what you guys call, uh, a Mormon politeness to kind of to an extreme yeah. to where like, like a suicidal things that are obviously, yeah, to things that are not obviously not true, but holding it as true anyways. It's like, what happens if, uh, what happens if that Duke girl goes to, BYU and declares all of Mormonism racist, BYU a racist institute. Could she just assume control and reform the entire place if she walked <laughs> yeah. in there with like a queen's scepter 
and said, I decree. <laughs> I don't know. Well, when would they, when would they stop her? When would they push back? I, I think there, I, at some point they would have to push back. I, would, I hope. I don't they allow this them. to go on. They allow this to go on, but to like control like the school and stuff. I, yeah. I don't know. There's, I'm, I'm more confident that there are people that will stop her yeah. from doing such a thing. We got to let you go, but I, I'll give you a final thought before we do. And I'll also put in a request. Um, this, this kid who got banned, and I know this is in Provo and you're not necessarily there, but I want his side of the story. And I know he's spoken anonymously to a couple newspapers. I'm not asking for people to go out and dox him or dig in. I'm just saying if, if people know people who know people, if you happen to hear anything, uh, send send those people my way and have them send me an email. I, I I of course will be respectful of that person's identity if he um if he doesn't want to speak publicly. But that's I want to hear that guy's side of the story. I want to hear how he was treated in being booted out. And and as we talked about on Sunday, there are claims that he has uh, potentially a disability. And yeah. uh, if I, that's true, I mean that's that's unbelievable. That's ridiculous. It already is ridiculous, but to punish someone with a disability for something you didn't do is, is insane. I would love nothing more to uh, be a part of Provo at this moment and kind of just keep my ear to the ground and see if I might be able to find him. Although I'm living in Rexburg, which is and, a totally different. Place and we do know Provo, he's not like, a BYU student. He goes to some other college in Utah. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not asking anybody to dig into someone's privacy. It's just if, if people know someone who knows someone and their connections to be made, absolutely send me an email. Cause I'd, I'd just love to hear this, his side. Oh, absolutely. That'd be great. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for calling in. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. Have a great night. Bye. Yeah. You too. God, man, <laughs> it is time for the Mormon crusade. I know. It's well past time. Let's see. We are. We got to catch up with a few chats before we get back into the calls. Uh, Tom A sent a super sticker. I suppose it's your turn, though. Do you have the chats loaded up? Thank sure. you, Tom A. Uh, who's the next one? Uh, I have Sershi. I think is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Okay. Uh, what if all these attacks on Mega were actually a giant karma troll teaching us that we shouldn't have disbelieved blacks about government injustice? <laughs> <laughs> it all comes around. Um, I have to reload this. Can you read Hayden? Yeah. Hayden says, I uh, got an interview for an auto mechanic apprenticeship in an hour. Wish me luck. Well, good luck. Good luck. And, uh, I hope it goes well. And, uh, congratulations on working with your hands. Even if this doesn't work out, you know, I just, um, as we talk about in the context of all this student loan nonsense, and I think about my own education, we talk about it all the time, but just having a skill with your hands, a practical, uh, skill where you can build things, fix things. I really fear like, I, I worry that we're, headed toward a place where those skills are going to become not just nice things to have, but crucial things to have. So, Oh yeah. Uh, so congrats on developing congrats. that skill. Uh, Rocky mountain monk, uh, blonde. Are you actually wearing a Playgirl magazine shirt on this family show? Shame on you. I am. It has the legendary rocker Peter Steele on it because I love typo negative. Um, huh. Daniel Yeager, blonde as Nurch Ratchet, sounds like a great Halloween idea. Oh yeah, she was just the worst. It is. Uh, she was. It, really yeah, rule maybe I could be the Indian though. guy or something. My turn to be an Indian. Yours to know what's. It is about that time of year, though. I suppose we do have to start thinking about Halloween costumes already. 
Oh my god. I I was just talking about this. What with happened my, this year? I don't I don't have anything off the top of my head, but I was reflecting on this with my parents when they were here uh, last week for for my son's birthday, and I realized. I never got in any sort of trouble for Batface. They were thinking that at least someone would give me a hard time for Batface. Nope, no, no, nobody had any problem. In fact, I think Susan said it was fine for ads on Batface. Really? I think, if I remember correctly. I'm trying to think what happened this year. Okay, I could wear a giant prosthetic old lady chest, and then you could get super wasted, and we could be Nancy Pelosi and her husband. Ooh, <laughs> I like this one. Uh, this, this has potential. Uh, How would I, I would have to, I can't be drunk and do the show, but I could, I could be traffic stop Paul Pelosi. There's gotta be a way. (laughs) Sobriety test, Paul Pelosi plus giant rack, Italian beach, Nancy. This, uh, this has potential. We'll have to talk about it. Um, Brett Kessler, look into the Mormon Indian Wars. I've heard Ah, about this. That's probably Um, true. I suppose they they came over what? Like 18. When did they go to Utah? Mid 1800s. So there had there had to be tons of Indians still. That's true. They probably did fight fight uh, an Indian or two. Long on John. Matt's just mad. Blonde's brother didn't stop by to make love. (laughs) Does he even know that you live in Bozeman? Well, if he doesn't, then someone has not informed him. Listen, he he has never listened to the show. Uh, I forgot about that. But I, I, it's well, possible he, he doesn't he, even know you live He there. knows I live in Montana, I'm sure. Or does he? <laughs> I guess. I'm sure, I'm sure he does. I don't right? know. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. My fucking brother. Well, why did he tell you he stopped in Bozeman if it was irrelevant? Because just because he wanted to tell me about the tranny kid. Just the yeah. tranny kid. Oh. Yeah. All right. Um, And also he wanted to complain about it being super liberal now. Uh, yeah, that's mad. True. Coming back from Iowa, especially because like he always he's always talks about moving to Iowa because he hates living in Coeur d'Alene. And he said that it just looks like shit over there. He said Dubuque and all of these towns that used to be really nice towns are just incredibly depressed. Um, huh. Industrial like post-industrial era. I don't know anything like about drug Iowa. addicts. And, yeah. But it's sad. Like every time I travel, I'm like, wow, America is is really in trouble. Yeah, but really all are welcome there. Have you heard? <laughs> in Iowa? It's, it's like you go into downtown Bozeman, every business. All are, All welcome, are welcome here. here. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I I, was unaware. You mean even disabled, lesbian, transgender Muslims can come in here? I can't believe it. Well, nobody th- actually believes that all people are welcome. Yeah, it's I know. Like, it's e- like murderers and pedophiles. The, ju- oh, the yeah. ghost of Jeffrey Epstein walks in yeah. here. Uh, he's welcome. No, people on the left would be jazz. Well, and that's the irony, too. Uh, all are welcome here, but you know the owner of that store. If if he or she had a full accounting of my internet statements or your internet statements, we're not welcome there. Oh, by God. virtue of our views, <laughs> not even our deeds, just virtue by virtue of our views, we're not welcome there. Have people been talking to you about this VPN thing lately? I got a bunch of emails about that. About what? We talked about um, the merit of using VPNs in a super chat like two weeks ago, and I got like four emails. VPNs? About it. Yeah. I, um, and I said that like I don't bother with any of this stuff because if the federal government wants to wants to come at me, it's not no. it's not gonna gonna matter. Like my text message history, my Skype history, it's all just it's just so incriminating. Like <laughs> there's just I'm just not doing anything to protect myself because I've said so much shit on the internet already. Um. Well, I sort of share the same philosophy. It's not like I try to be reckless, 
But I also know that if nefarious forces, the federal government included, or just people who don't like what I say on the internet, if they want to find me, they can find me. Yeah. It's not like I'm trying to dare them to do that, but I understand the risk that exists. Maybe um, the risk is more profound than I'm anticipating. Like, I feel like I'm flying under the radar. But then today I sent academic agent a super chat to ask him to do an interview. And then he like went on this whole diatribe. He's like, I guess I'll do it. But like, I'm worried that I'm going to be on the on FBI surveillance if I do that. I was wow. like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> like, do people think that if they talk to me, they're going to be on FBI? Surveillance? Well, I think like, that's fair. I mean, you don't even know if you're a fed. So how could he that's know? That's true. How could he know? Yeah. I just don't I just don't think that they're paying that close attention. They don't seem very competent or or interested. Well, you in, never know until all of a sudden you're the guy who's recruited by Dan, the Fed in Michigan, and you yeah. hang out with a bunch of people at too many barbecues over the summer. And all of a sudden he's convincing you to get in a van to go buy explosives from his other Fed friend. The, the I suppose that their their methods are. From the outside, you think they'd be obvious. I guarantee from the inside, they're not nearly as obvious as they seem to us. That's true. Otherwise, why would people keep falling for them? Like, how did this entire group of men in, in Michigan, not all of them, some of them left the group before it got busted up, but a lot of them got sucked into this. How? That's true. That's true. Um, And I have been to some parties around here. Did I tell you about this party I went to like a year or two ago? And I saw a dude straight up like walking around in an SS uniform. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is That must this? be a North Idaho thing. Well, yeah. I didn't know who he was or anything, but I was just thinking like, this is such Fed bait. This is was it uh, Prince Harry? Didn't he do that? <laughs> no. Was it Megan was, with it him? It was Prince Harry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it's it's stuff like that where I'm like, mm, like, I'm sure in my social group there's at least one fed infiltrator. Isn't she out with a new book? She has a new book she dropping. She has a podcast. The Queen Called Me the N-Word by Meghan Markle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, really quick before we finish out here, Reloaded AK, on the topic of feds, Gavin McInnes is a lying faggot who deserves <laughs> to be swapped out for actual January 6th prisoners just so he can revile uh, his fun time with the butt plug but with the African guards that are tormenting people that don't deserve it. Um, is there more on the Dude. Gavin front? I, I said no, I wanted to wait. It's like like radio silence. I'm never going to not want to know what happened, though. I said I would wait for him to speak, but I saw Censored.TV posted a picture of him on a boat on a in what boat. is believed to be South France. And he said he was, was going like, to do a, a he's stream. Gonna, he's like, I'm going to phone it in. And it was like, again... Waiting a public comment on this, but if the joke is, haha, you guys thought I was in jail, I was actually boating around Europe while you paid me anyway, that's uh, that's a bad look, man. I don't, I don't get the joke on that one. I, uh, yeah. I should have known when I answered the phone on my, um, in my interview. <laughs> that was the, that was the tell. He did it twice. All right. We'll come back to your chats at the end of the show. Thank you guys. Twice in one. Um, I'll have to just circle back Twice with you. Twice in one is pretty bad because I've I've had that happen where my phone's not silent and I apologize and I put it on silent. Did you answer it and talk to the person? No, I like and I definitely seconds? have never done that. I've never. I was so outraged and I was like, <laughs> "Am I being like an uppity bitch?" But you know, when you agree to do an interview on somebody's channel, like you got to show them a certain level of respect. But then I felt like I was being unfair because Gavin gave me my start, and so I'm like, hmm. I should just take kind of take what I can get here, right? Hmm. I don't know. That's I would say that's un uncourteous, discourteous. It's not courteous. Anyway, uh, Max out. Are you there? Hey, um, how you doing, Matt? How you doing, Rebecca, uh, a.k.a. Blonde? It's we pretty are. Good. 
We are well. It's been a couple of weeks uh, since I tried, but I'm really happy to finally talk to you both. Sure. Thanks for calling. Um, just, um, um, just bear with me though. I'm not sure how the delay is on this. So I'm like, uh, getting used to this. I'm not a fan of discord. It sounds yeah. fine to me. Everything sounds yeah. good. Cool. Um, well, and happy birthday to your son. Um, oh, thank pictures you. I saw it on the, on the weekend show. And, uh, I was like, Oh, look at that. I, ha- I have kids of my own too. So ah. I'm just like, um, so it's, uh, just wanted to, tell you uh, basically uh, you've been you and blonde have been like really entertaining and also in insightful and your perspectives are great so i love listening to you guys so i've finally got the courage to kind of work uh, my way to calling well, so cool. this well, is a uh, this is kind of like a celebrity experience but <laughs> <laughs> thank you that for... is what we love to hear thank you for the kind words and thanks for calling in yeah um... no problem um just wanted to just uh, that's pretty much the most of what i i wanted to say just, I, just butthole also, licking that's the way i like it no, I, yeah, <laughs> what, what did you just say sorry i stole a blonde <laughs> i stole a blondism butthole licking is a yeah. blonde saying no i mean well, that was just super gay coming from you sorry it is. so gay. i listened too much of the monkey pox guy <laughs> earlier today that, anyway. yeah the monkey pox guy definitely um i i heard him i was like oh my god um yeah but uh, the other thing i wanted to mention is you have you ever heard of the no agenda show uh it rings a bell maybe i've heard the name okay. but i don't know m- that, much about it what is it i want to give them credit for like maybe drawing me to you but i can't remember what episode they mentioned you so they said something about uh this probably was around i've been listening to them for like over 10 years i guess so but there's um they're basically uh two older people there uh adam curry from the the uh mtv days he's a one of the vjs and uh john c dvorak who was uh this sounds so one familiar. of the yeah the the way i i i heard them say is that they kind of thought if you both i i the way i heard it is the the reason why i, I wanted to listen to you guys is because they said something about you could be like the replacement for when they kind of go and uh you know, they end their show or something because they do like a media deconstruction, hmm. which is, uh, they listen to news, point out all the bullshit and, uh, they kind of do that. And, um, they also have some pretty cool meetups in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. From really? what I heard. Yeah. Why do they never invite uh, me? I'll go. Well, you know, if, if, if you go to their, uh, I think they go no agenda meetups.com is their, one of their website. But um, but but like I said, that that's how I came to, came to know you guys, and uh, then I heard you guys do a call-in show, and I was like listening on this, and I said, oh, okay, this is fun. So yeah, <laughs> fun. That's what this show that is, is. That is the greatest compliment the call-in show has ever received. <laughs> oh my god! Well, Keep the hits coming. I'm, well, you know, it's it's a it's a talent of mine. I shower people with compliments yeah. as much well, as I can until they melt. Well, that is much appreciated. And uh, I didn't I didn't know that we were referenced by them. So I'll have to check it out. I, I appreciate uh, you letting us know about that, too. Yeah. Is there and, uh, uh, any anything oh, else before uh, before we're finished up? Yeah, just uh, well, just wanted to mention uh, well, the the dark Brandon speech. I, guess, oh, sure. I guess everybody refers to it. It it, it was um, I was listening to it while I was washing dishes and, and like kind of like. 
listening to Timcast, and the next thing you know, I'm like watching them, like watch this speech, and I, the whole vibe I got from that was kind of creepy. And uh, I was like, and of course, it's the worst time to watch it. You just watch uh, that show, uh, Timcast, because they they're kind of dark. They always go into that whole civil war talk. It just, you know, goes down a rabbit hole and then they just get you all paranoid about the rest of the world. But um, seeing that speech kind of got me to get thinking about you because you were talking about it on the weekend. And you mentioned yeah. that it was like a, you had two theories. One was like a, it was a to draw in like a, to kind of cause another a provocation. Yeah. For like sort of J, J6 style stuff and or to uh, kind of like to move by it and that's kind of like the same idea i thought that maybe they did this intentionally to see if they can create a negative perspective you know so when biden is removed out or something like that it's yeah that, the only theory i won't buy is that it was an accident whoopsie yeah. we just made it look like a star wars movie <laughs> silly us yeah and and yeah. i was also worried that like uh they you know god knows what kind of world we live in but it's like uh the 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 potential of somebody staging some kind of like event where all of a sudden you're like oh get him down get him down there's a person in the audience or something no that kind of situation if he was the first president to jesse smollett an assassination (laughs) attempt or a successful assassination which i am not advocating for in any way susan uh but i i could see it happening i could i could see such a thing tried well i i i think that's pretty much uh yeah, that's that's what I take from it. But I, I I don't even it feels everything feels unreal over the last few yeah. years. So yeah, it's a terrible um, movie, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I want to get off the ride actually. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. thank you for calling in and for the kind words and all the best to your family. Same to you and uh, both to you and uh, hope to call in again soon. Thanks thank for you. Calling. So, sure. Have a good night. Okay. Okay. The most the most clever username. Mr. Clever username, are you there? Oh, uh, what's on your mind? Um, just trying, just trying to talk about how terrible California is. Terrible what? Wait, wait. What? What? Terrible what is? Just talking about how terrible California is. Oh, oh yeah, sure. sure, yeah. So we're having a heat advisories, and. Uh, my internet might cut off because they're slowing down everything. <laughs> Gavin Newsom is slowing down your internet, you say? Well, companies are slowing down their usage all over. And so what does that have to do with? Is it energy usage or why is that connected yeah. to the heat wave? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yesterday it hit 106. And uh, what, 106 what part of California are you in, like if you're comfortable sharing? The Bay Area. Bay Area. It's that hot in the Bay? Yeah. It's, wow, damn. It's like record. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I'm the slow talker. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, okay. So is it just the internet throttling or are there other California grievances? Oh, there's too many to, to list. It's really expensive to live here, especially in the Bay Area. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of bums everywhere. Uh, are you are you lifelong, or did you move there recently? Oh, I, I I was born and raised. Okay. Man, so it's your birthright, and they fucked it up. 
Yeah, but I'm leaving as soon as I can. You know, I tell my wife it's like the Israelites going 40 years through the desert in the <laughs> promised land. Well, you might have to actually cross like the Great Basin Desert to get out of there. You'll have to yeah, walk really. across Nevada and Utah, all that. But did they have to step across a bunch of passed out junkies? Yeah, I don't really. know. Yeah. Maybe maybe you have it worse. Even Moses was like, fuck this. I, I, can't, <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't separate this pile of syringes. Anyway. You do your 40 years in California and you can live like a king anywhere else. Do you have an idea of where you want to go? Florida, you said? Montana. Oh, sure. Uh, We need to cancel out all the other bad California voters who have come here, so. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't don't vote like they do. Come here and start a business and say, some are welcome here. Put put that one downtown. I would like that. You're not going to escape any California prices, though. Well, that's the yeah, that is the trouble if you move to to like Bozeman specifically, but there's affordable cost of living in certain parts of Montana. If you depends on what you're trying to do for work. Do you have an idea of what you want to do uh, when you get here? You must have throttled the Internet. This is Gavin Newsom. In action. I can't hear him. Can you? He sounds he, it sounds like he's a cop. Well, I can't even, I don't hear anything anymore. He's lighting up, but I don't even hear it. No, sorry, bro. Oh. Okay. Oh. He's like the chemtrails. Okay. I'm going to, I will uh, try to come back to you, Mr. Clever uh, username. Cause I can't hear anything you're saying, but I'll put you in the, uh, in the technical problems room and maybe our uh, screener can help you out. There are no, no agenda meetups. What is this show? Why have I never heard of this? It seems like a big deal. Adam Curry. I've seen him on Rogan before. Oh, okay. Well, we can't replace no agenda because there are lots of agendas on this yeah, show really <laughs> so many agendas is it a do they have a political i mean the show implies they don't but i assume we'd have it, to rename it to myriad agendas I, I assume if they had positive things to say about our show they're not insane progressives, they're not obviously uh now i have to check it out though anyway um avo brady ovo brady sorry i, I messed it up again Oh, uh, no worries. No worries. What's hello, hello. Mind? Good evening. Hi. Oh, happy Wednesday to you guys. I don't really have anything on my mind to talk about, but there's some breaking news that that's going on. I don't know if you guys heard about what's going on in Memphis right now. Uh, the sh- the shooter or the uh, the murder? Uh, are they not the same? Well, there are two things. One is there was a guy just driving around shooting people randomly. Yeah. And then there was the kidnapping of the jogger and the murder, but that happened a couple of days ago. Oh yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. That no, I'm I'm. Uh, wow, that's interesting. I didn't know both of those happened in Memphis. Yeah, Memphis is having a rough week. It seems like I, I guess they are. Uh, yeah, but the the guy who's just randomly shooting, I guess they just caught him like about like just as recently as ten minutes ago. Yeah, because. Oh, really? Anyone from Memphis, if you're listening, you're, you're good, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, because even uh, I'm, I'm looking like at that. Twitter right now and tweets even 10 minutes ago say he was in a SWAT standoff. So maybe it's over. Did they say he's alive or was he killed? Apparently, I mean, according to the ABC7 reports I saw, it was he was captured and taken into custody. Mm. 
Wait, wait, wait. Local media is reporting that Ezekiel Kelly, the Memphis gunman, this is according to Andy No on Twitter, pretended to... Oh, okay. I misread this. I thought it was saying he was pretending to be a woman. No, this says he pretended to need help before shooting the woman who tried to help him. Her condition is unknown. Oh, yeah, so, and he stole her car. Oh, man. So he... Wow. Yeah. So he... No, he I, I'm just hearing about it, too. It's crazy. Okay. So he was... It, I don't know anything about this story other than he was apparently live streaming on Facebook, walking around, at least this stream footage that I'm watching right now on Andy Knows Twitter... Holy shit. Yeah. Jesus. I can't believe this the... is allowed on, on uh, Twitter. I don't know when? if that hit the guy, but he, he just walks into a store with a handgun and God, just shoots a, a random person. Yikes. I, I don't know how he escaped that, but apparently he did. Yeah, no, he went straight out after he did it. He started yelling some nonsense. Uh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to dim the mood. <laughs> no, this is obviously uh, this is uh, highly relevant about. news that's breaking right now. Yeah. 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 And oh I didn't God. get a chance to watch your video, Matt, but it, it sounds like kids didn't really do very well during the, the COVID pandemic. Uh, no, no, no. Did you make a, a, a video about that? Yeah, I, I posted uh, this morning and um, and yeah, the, you're exactly right about the TLDR. It's just it's yet another example of how I, I loved the Washington Post coverage of it because, oh, children's test scores were worse than feared. It's like everything you guys promised is worse than feared. Every yeah, single what thing. What did you expect? And yeah. um, and I know this this just bugs me. Not that any of it doesn't bug me, but doing this to kids for no purpose uh, even even in the the original purpose which was i guess protecting older people which to, you just you don't sacrifice children in this way to protect the 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 older crowd and and in general and i mean that everybody from like uh you know middle-aged adulthood all the way through the elderly yeah. i'm not saying that you have to wheel grandma off the cliff but what sort of weird this is the whole my whole problem with all of this. It's not like we pulled the people at the nursing home and said, do you want to take the kids out of school? <laughs> no, we just we just acted on their behalf and said we, we got to protect grandma. So school is closed. But nobody really ever asked grandma. And I guarantee if we did, hey, do you want your grandkids to have an academic year or two ruined on your behalf? I okay, think, some of them would be like, yes, I'm going to live forever. Maybe a few. Yeah. It's like, yeah. but I don't think most. And uh, and 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 of course, that deal was bunk anyway. We never got. It's not like we saved a bunch of grandmas by doing this. You didn't save anybody. You just set kids back. Yeah. The only positive uh, from the more from the blonde perspective would be a lot of people pulling out of public schools. That that yeah, is, great. I think, a positive. <laughs> COVID has been but, so good for this country. Yeah. Well, I mean, as someone who works in the public school system, I I have faith. I mean, at least I try to have faith as far as how we can teach kids moving forward and progress their learning skills and keep those yeah. test grades up. But for well, me personally, it's the whole speech impediment, like having those masks on, not seeing oh, yeah. lips move. Yeah. Facial it's even hard for me as an adult. I'm like, people are talking to me. I'm like, what, what are you saying? Like, I, I need to read yeah. somebody's lips, I guess. Yeah. It's almost like having subtitles. It's it, I, like, I need to see someone's lips. Are they and still, kids, are they still making like, you mask? No, okay, uh, good. They, they haven't since I think like a lot, like right before the semester ended last semester, but, but are still teachers and the nurse, they still wear the mask like 24 seven. Uh. So, I mean, 
you can take with that what you will, but they don't make the kids do it. They don't make us do it. So you were, uh, were you teaching through this entire pandemic event? No, I actually started student teaching right as the pandemic hit. Like I, okay. I was in a classroom for two weeks and then pandemic hit and I got my bachelor's through COVID. And then I started, uh, last spring. So I, you know, I had to wear the mask for a few months, but yeah. Besides that, I wasn't like teaching online or nothing like that. Yeah, I was I was curious if maybe you had a gauge on uh, before and after, if you had your own experience on how student just just studying and learning may have been negatively impacted, which yeah. I mean, you taught through it. It's just maybe you don't have as much before. But um, in, in closing, I mean, do, did you have any just <laughs> do you have any thoughts from your own experience about how all of this developed? Well, I don't know. It's I, from what I've heard. Um, when they did the online teaching, it's, it's so different. It's so different. And I didn't even think about it cause I was doing college, you know, yeah. through a screen and I'm like, okay, this is all right. But for kids, you know, they're at home, yeah. their parents are around, they're listening to the teacher. Um, I mean, especially for special education, it was a bigger issue because, you know, you have kids who can't sit still and stuff like that. But I mean, it's just. We we shouldn't we can never do that again. We can never force kids to wear masks, and we can never take them forcibly out of school. Yeah, it was outrageous. No matter what. Oh yeah, pe- people are the government's just jonesing to do this again. I'm sure. I and I it's, it scares me. It really. I'm a, I mean I'm a substitute, so I have the pleasure of being able to fill in for teachers. But when there's an online setting, I never. That's another thing is I never worked through COVID as. An edu- as an educational person so it's like i don't know what that would be like for my my career level or yeah. my the future yeah. of what that looks like i'd like to become a teacher at some point but i love being like love what i'm doing right now long-term substituting being available for anyone who needs me it's just i don't know it's a very satisfactory hmm. position that i have you know hmm. it's scary to think about us going back to online <laughs> Well, yeah. I hope they never did. It's, you can't tell me that it's uh, that it's even close to the same thing. And there were some, as I dug into some of the data that the Department of Education released, the, their data suggests that students who had online learning did better in the testing than students who didn't. It's a very broad variable. And there's a lot of questions I have about yeah, about that, but it actually showed the opposite of what I would expect it to. Yeah. Um, in really? any case, how did they how did they score that? Well, the test scores overall dropped. They do actually, if you dig in there, you can find um, test average test scores by students who did or did not experience remote learning. Mm. And the students who did have remote learning had an, a higher average score. But the problem is it, it's a self-reported, it's self-reported survey data. And it's either yes, no. Did, did you experience remote learning or not? So whether you had a week or a year of remote learning, it's going to treat that as the same. It's, it's not a very precise measurement and so i wouldn't okay. put a lot of stock in how they how they did that methodologically but yeah and i'm gonna watch that video the minute our conversation ends sure well uh thanks for I'm checking sure it out man important and uh yeah, i don't know if it's very important but i i'll take the compliment <laughs> well i always give you guys compliments because you guys deserve them appreciate Aww. it uh thank and you. i heard thank you, i heard there was a first time caller here earlier yeah and i don't know if he's still listening but 
man, what what kind of guts I had to do this for the first time. Like it was such a, <laughs> like he said, a celebrity experience. But now, like you guys are just my friends, you know. Sure. We're yeah. Just, it's uh, it's, set, it's really funny to think that anybody thinks of us like that. The pressure's on, man. No, we're you guys are such unimpressive. You guys are like the most famous people I talk to on a regular basis, and I'm glad. You huh. guys, you well, th- thanks for helping to make the, the stream a success. And, and seriously speaking, I, I enjoy being able to connect with our audience in this way. So thanks for participating in that. And thank I, you know, I for giving us that opportunity. We we joke about it, but I I know that it's not when if you're not someone who streams or you're not someone who jumps onto some like live broadcast thing, it it can be intimidating. It's not yeah. an oh, easy yeah, yeah, it's not an easy uh, hurdle to clear when it's not something that you're used to. So I I totally get that, and I appreciate that you're willing to push past that because that's how this show operates. Without that, then we don't have a stream to do on Wednesday night, or that's we have to true. figure something else out. You know. Oh, you always have people here. There are well, people at the end of this at the end of this list that are still waiting in that waiting room and. My goodness, I hope they get a spot next week. Well, we appreciate their patience. And uh, I can confirm that if you are if you are patient and you stick around, pretty much everybody gets in eventually. Yes. Oh, 100%. That's true. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you man. And uh, say hi to your mother for us. Oh, yeah. Oh, she was, she's listening right now. She says hello. All right. Hi, Mom. Have a Happy great night. night, guys. Bye. Let's see. We're a little bit behind time. What else is new? But I want to give Cooter McGavin last word before we get to our email questions. What's on your mind, man? So I got two quick things. Uh, Number one, weighing in on the whole trying to stay up while you're uh, driving. Oh, yeah. So my recommendation is uh, pick up some uh, smelling salts. Keep them in the glove box. They work great. (laughs) Seriously? What the hell is that? I don't even know what that is. I think like the technical name is called, uh, they're called ammonia inhalants. What? Uh, but they work so good. <laughs> like, like have you ever seen like like hockey players, you know, take a little snip of something, or like if you see somebody get knocked out, they usually put it under their nose and they wake them up. So Ammonia it's uh, inhalant. It's I've yeah, only get, like, seen this in um, like from like a hysterical salts. women in the 18th century in movies. You're right. No, these, they, they were great. They I, sell uh, these I, for I, athletes. I play beer league hockey, and, and we yeah. use them. Uh, we use them on the bench, kind of. You know, kind of as a joke, but it really it's it's like a kick in the ass. Like I, I really, I just always assumed you guys were doing blow. <laughs> huh. Some of them, definitely, <laughs> but uh, but definitely give it a shot if, if you haven't yet. I think you can get like a ten pack on Amazon for like five bucks. I'm gonna um, stick with my nap if, method. I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I had the worst experience. I was driving to pick somebody up from from the airport, yeah, and it was stop and go traffic, and I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna ram into somebody, and then I remembered that I had him in the glove box, took one out. Cracked it, shoved it under my nose, and I was I was good for like it was like three hours straight. Says they're it's, good it's like for, getting slapped in the face for people who faint too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, they, they used to keep them in like emergency kits on like you know the football field. The kid gets yeah. knocked out, give yeah. them a little smell and salt. Wow. Um, but yeah, give that a shot, and okay. uh, at least you know an emergency you got to get somewhere. You can't take a fifteen minute nap. You know, it's it definitely uh, yeah, I get it. Work. Yeah, I, I I do my best not to put myself in situations where I have to hurry like that, but yeah. it happens. I understand. You know, you get yeah, people, same here. It's like I don't I, know I how truckers do it. Like truckers driving across I the told country, you, PCP beating weather, and <laughs> they're they don't ha- they have tight deadlines even if they have perfect weather. I don't know how I got to I got to ask some truckers how they how they accomplish these things. Maybe yeah, they're using smelling salts. salts. Yeah, yeah, that's how they were. They were great. Um, let's see. Second, second quick thing I wanted to mention. I wanted to thank Matt for a uh, white pill that he gave me uh, last week. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but 
It was a quote that really stuck with me. Hmm. So uh, it was when he was talking to Batman about, uh, I think Batman was arguing with his wife or something about, you know, prepping and, uh, you know, eventually that the, that the, uh, what did you say, that the Borg was going to come get him or it was yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, I remember. It was about, he was, yeah, he said that they had an argument about whether police would actually raid civilian homes, basically. Right. And, yeah. you know, to Batman, I'd say, you know, your wife's not going to, she's not going to get it. She's a woman. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what you said, and, and you were just kind of, I think it was like a one-off, but it stuck with me and it, it kind of changed my perspective a little bit. So you said, get married, have a kid, your son will help you. And that was it. <laughs> but like to me, as like, you know, somebody, I, I got a six month old and yeah, and I'm kind of like, your I'm, kid I'm is say, six months I'm, old already. Yeah. Six months old. Yeah. And uh, on Sunday, he'll be six months. Lord. Um, but I'm I'm in the same boat as blonde. I'm always worried about, you know, is he going to have a normal childhood? Is he going to have a worse life than me? Is he going to, you know, like have all the things I had? Like just a normal, you know, go to school like a normal fucking kid. Um, and I'm worried so much about, you know, him. But I'm not, you know, my, my mindset isn't thinking that, you know, I'm raising somebody that that is, you know, I want to be a warrior. I want to, yeah. to ultimately like, you know, kind of be like me, I guess. Like, I don't want you to be this kid who's just, you know, worried about, pleasures and stuff like that i want you to grow up and and i want you to 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 make a difference i want you to to, to know right from wrong and you yeah. know and if the if the fed show up to my door and you know blow my brains out you know I, I hope my kid uh sees that and you know he he's a warrior you know he's gonna he's gonna remember that you know i got, I got my own little jihadis here but but yeah. uh, but it's I like, like it. you know just 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 from matt saying that it was kind of like you know get married have a kid your son your son will help you and it kind of i don't know it kind of made me at least think like okay like i'm not I'm, I'm a little worried too much about giving him like this great childhood and he's going to have like a, an okay childhood. Like there's, you know, it's going to be good. It's just, he might not have all the, all the same luxuries we had, which might be a good thing. You know, it might make him uh, I don't a little harder. I don't think care that much though. No, Emily just well, wants to play with play in dirt. Like she yeah, it, I, I can't believe it. it's the same thing that we, we, uh, there were plenty of toys gifted to that young man for his birthday this last weekend. And of course, play with the is, boxes that is much appreciated. Uh, glad to have him. Hope he learns to play with them. But yeah, it's like, oh, there's uh, I don't know, some some rapper over there, like s- some yeah, some box, or go out in the yard and play with like, I don't know, some some gardening tool or something that's sitting around. It it, it doesn't matter how shiny and how how many noises, and how many lights the toys have. He's uh, he'll be fascinated by some completely ridiculous thing. Yeah, and yeah. like Emmeline, she just she just wants to be with me no matter what I'm doing. Like it doesn't it doesn't really matter. So yeah. I'm not trying to make sure that I don't know. I I always used to hear this phrase from working moms, especially like, oh, I spend quality time with my kid, and I always thought that was so stupid. Like I didn't want to be one of those people that spent quality time with my kid. I just want to be with my kid when I'm when I have downtime, when I have good times, when I have bad times, because that's what your kid remembers. Yeah. They don't remember yep. how rich the time you spent with them was. It's, it was the amount. It was the quantity. Of well, and that's that that's kind of the point to uh, to Cooter's uh, point is <laughs> the best times are better with your child. And I hope for, you know, the, the best times for your child are better with you, at least when they're younger and they don't hate you yet. But the worst times are also better, too. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. 
I, so I wouldn't. I mean, I, my 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 biggest concern because because I, I say you don't worry about giving him a good childhood, and and I, I think I'm with you guys. I'm, I'm going to give my kid an awesome childhood, and he's and he's happy. I mean, he's six months. Yeah. He's, he's happy no matter what. But I'm I'm really the most concerned about you know when he gets to maybe around middle school age, high school age, when he starts to have to interact with the culture, and it's like yeah, and you know, I could just turn on the TV and I could. I mean, I'm sure there were some back then. Maybe I didn't notice because I was oblivious, but you know, there wasn't complete brainwashing. But now it's like, am I going to let my kid, you know, watch uh, baseball or something? Because they're all going to be taking knees, and you know, <laughs> they'll they'll be mandatory deep throats during the seventh year. And you know, he's going to have to be like, oh, this is what my idols do. And it's like, pride like so has not taken of, over the seventh inning stretch yet. You're right. Oh my god, it's coming. It's going to be a seventh <laughs> inning stretch my butthole out. But. Um, <laughs> Wow. Um, but it's just, it's like, you know, I'd like to just let this kid just enjoy, you know, his childhood and the culture. But at the same time, it's like when he gets to that age, like I'm, I'm worried about how like overprotective I'm going to be. And like, how much do I have to like, you know, take him? I don't want to be a helicopter parent, but, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I don't want to be like, Hey, go ahead, go watch LeBron James and idolize him and, you know, and worship him. And, and then whatever he thinks, that's what you're going to think. Like, I'm not, you know, it's like, like if that's you're a good enough the parent, then your kid will just idolize you. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, I, I think all kids, I mean, even think back to your own childhood. I mean, how much did you around that age? It's like, it didn't, didn't really matter that much what your parents thought. You cared more about what your, what your friend group thought of you. And, uh, that's true. And, you know, but like, I didn't respect my parents as much as I probably should have. I think that I like, think everybody's like that. <laughs> do you? I, I'm, with, I'm with you. I mean, I'm, a, I'm in total denial about the way my relationship with Emmeline is going to change. Hmm. I think I am too. You know, I'm, I'm like, you know, I think things are always going to be this way, but you know, maybe my dad, you know, thought the same thing about me. And obviously there was that time when, you know, maybe from 10 years old to 15 years old, where all I cared about was, you know, I wanted to like my school, my school and girls and, and, you know, yeah. it's like that stuff really didn't matter. And, you know, I, the older I got, then I started to appreciate my dad more, but, um, but it's like, <sighs> you know, that's, that's the, the time I worry about most. And I know that's a long way away and, you know, things might change a lot between then. And, you know, who knows what the future holds, but, you know, that's, I, I, long story short, I spend a lot of time worrying about, you know, giving my kid at least a comparable childhood, uh, as mine. And, you know, I really should just worry about, you know, I, I want to produce an adult that's, uh, that's somebody who's, um, admirable or I don't know, maybe I'm not using yeah. the right, right words here, but, but somebody that, you no, know, is I, not understand. Be I didn't mean like you specifically, <laughs> if you're good enough, dad, your kid won't look to idols. I just yeah. mean generally that's the, that's the rationale I'm making for myself when I think yeah. about how she's going to, I think the other, other thing people. is just, you know, keeping them away from, uh, <laughs> from the kind of kids that are, uh, bad influence awesome because it, it's like kids just want to be like their friends and, you know, they kind of mold each other a little bit, but I think if you can uh, at least get your kids in an area. So I know you guys are in decent areas, but you know, away from kids that are, uh, you know, like that, then you probably got a better chance of, of them turning out normal, I guess. From the children yeah. of divorced parents. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's all. Um, and well, then there's one other thing I wanted to yeah, mention. Sure. Um, I, I don't want to take too much time, but, um, um, they used to listen to a, a long time ago and I haven't heard them in a long time, but I, I always think of this, this uh, concept when I hear Matt talk about like, you don't want to become your enemy. Mm. Um, and you don't want to become, um, it's just the concept of reciprocity. Um, and not reciprocity in terms of like, you know, gun laws or anything like that. But, um, as far as like, yes, like we might have uh, morals and, and, and norms that we all can agree on, but if those aren't reciprocated on, then you're justified to, to do what's being done to you. Um, so I, I, I kind of identify as a libertarian and I know, I know blonde's not going to like the, the fact that I'm saying that, but at the same time, like I acknowledge, like that's the center. Um, 
And if you're not willing to meet me at the center of libertarianism, then, then yeah, like you have no claim to like say, well, well, you can't go and like, you can't do this to me. Like that's fascism. That's like, no, it's not. It's like, because that's the same thing you're doing. So I'm going to do it back to you. So it's like, so it's like that whole concept of reciprocity. It's like, yes, like here are like, here's what I believe in. Um, but at the same time, like, if you don't respect that, well then like, it's not that my morals are going out the window, but part of my morals are like, I'm willing to extend this, this thing to you, but you also have to extend it back to me. Otherwise, you know, it's out the window and, you know, just, yeah. you know, the same way that you're, you're justified to kill someone in self-defense, you know, you're justified in, in doing a lot of other things that maybe wouldn't be moral in some circumstances, but they are because of yeah. the circumstances present, you know? And it's like, and the other thing is like, you know, at what point does self-defense begin you know if, if all my neighbors down the street are plotting how they're going to murder me and there's a meeting there and like okay we're going to you know we're going to go to his house and all 10 of us are going to bust and we're going to blow his brains out it's like well when can i start to defend myself do i have to wait until they come and shoot me it's, it's yeah. like yeah. or is the fact that they're already debating like okay well you know we're, we might kill this guy it's like okay well you know that's enough for me to say okay here's me acting in self-defense that, and that, i think that's still square with the non-aggression principle it's like you're bringing aggression to me so that's yeah that's where it because the way you originally described it uh, to me, I, I think that you're just you're describing defensive concepts and I'm pretty warm to that when you get into the gray area of preventative. That's where it gets really morally difficult for me, because w- what is the de- what are the defining lines between what is defensive and what is actually unjustifiably aggressive? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I am very wary of those lines. I don't want to cross them. But to the critics point, uh if they if they don't go crossed, uh, sometimes that means uh, you're defeated or you're dead. And if those if yeah. those people are actually plotting your murder, like you're describing, and you're too passive about that, uh, they complete the plot and they show up to complete the deal. Yeah, and and I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how much can be debated right now that you know what they're doing isn't you know an act of aggression. I mean, I think I think you could even say like taxation and you know unjust laws, like that's yeah. an act of aggression. And and. You know, not saying uh, you're not going to go to jail if you, you know, blow somebody's brains out for doing something that, you know, maybe you could say, oh, well, that's not really, you know, they weren't trying to kill you. But at the same time, it's like, what if I decide not to do this? You know, are you going to take my kids from me for yeah. not doing this or that? Like, you're you're mm. 100% justified in, in doing certain things, I think. I mean, I've, I'm pretty sure. But I think, you know, people have to be cool with that. And, you know, you got to be uh, cool with the fact that you're you're going to be made an example of. You're going to be thrown in jail. You're probably going to be killed. Like, you know, all these things. But. I think until it gets that bad um, or until these things start happening, you know, people are just going to keep taking it and taking it and taking it. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That, that was just one thing I wanted. That's, you know, is every time I hear Matt say, not that I'm, I'm criticizing, but I'm just saying, you know, it's like, I don't want to become my enemy, but it's like, well, you know, your enemy is, is plotting against you. And, and oh, I, I you know, know my it's, fate. It's, it's, my fate is to right. die on the sword and bleed out saying, my principles are worth this. <laughs> At least I have my no, principles. That's, I know no, that's you're going to die fate. in a hilarious way. Cause that's, <laughs> I think about that all the time too. <laughs> I also understand that. Okay. Like you agree or disagree. I'm not oblivious about the, uh, I'm not saying you're accusing me of that, but I'm just speaking to the general critic. I'm not oblivious to the pitfalls of my general perspective. Um, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't want to become, the exact sort of evil aggression that I consider it my moral obligation to fight. And, uh, well, I don't know. I, I guess I I've long believed that I, I do think there are fates worse than death. That's not to mean that every death is justified. There are, uh, deaths that should be avoided. You have a moral obligation to avoid, but I guess what I'm saying is I, I would rather 
if I maintained um, moral fidelity and died because of it, I don't consider that necessarily to be bad. But you know, the only thing I'd say to that is, you know, your moral fidelity, would that include, you know, the concept of reciprocity? Like the fact that you stated, it's like, well, all right, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm making this statement that, you know, if you do this, like that's a sign to me that, that shows you're aggressing and that yeah. you're about to kill me. Well, you know what I mean? Like there's, I think, uh, and I think the line's always going to be kind of blurry. I think there's no way to get around it, that there's never going to be a clean line of you yeah. know, aggression, not aggression, but well, it's kind of up to, I mean, even go back to like the most basic gesture of like a hand wave, like why yeah. did we wave, hand, wave hands when we were cavemen? It's to show that you're unarmed and that you're, you know, not going to kill this other person. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, that's, that's like your job to show that you, you are not a threat. And if yeah. you show you're a threat, then, you know, I'm going to treat you like that, just like animals well, do. I yeah. like you the know? way that you're, you're framing this because it does actually involve some explicit communication. And one of the reasons I admire the, the American revolution, not just for all the philosophy behind it that I believe to be correct, but the declaration of independence was exactly what you're talking about, which is, Hey, here's all the ways in which you're being abusive cut that shit out or we're going to have a problem. And yeah. they didn't cut that shit out. And then the problem was resolved. But what's, I think what's morally square about that is being explicit. You don't have to sit around doing this guesswork that potentially I'm worried about saying, well, if I think they're plotting, but I don't know for sure, can I go intervene? And is that just, well, if you've told them, Hey, I see you doing this stuff. And if you don't stop, there's going to be a problem. And they still continue doing the stuff. That's a pretty clear message. And I think that yeah. the, the sort of the moral obligation I think you have to be clear in your communication and, and trying to seek a nonviolent resolution first that has been exercised at that point and it was not effective. So yeah. I, I actually, I, I like the way that you're thinking about this. I think that, that I would agree with, with pretty much all of it, to be honest. Um, and just to your last point about the communication and this will be, this will be my last point. And I know I'm taking yeah. up a lot of time, but um, I think the fact that the right cannot communicate with each other is, is all, because I, I think that would be a great idea to have another declaration of independence or, you know, here's our, our statement and have a lot of people sign on to it, but they're never going to let you organize mm -hmm. something like that. You know, I hear blonde all right. the time talk about like, we should just all stop paying taxes. I think that's a feasible thing to do, but you know, our, our communications on the right are, they're just, they don't exist. You know, if anyone tried to do that, you'd be it's really poor. In jail. Yeah. Like, and then the left no spends so much time trying to, um, erode the sense of community on the right which is why generally we haven't been effective uh and the infighting and stuff like that so i don't even know how we would organize to figure something out like that i mean it, it would have to be like a tucker carlson or somebody and even that like they just take them off you know they just kill somebody like that <laughs> you know if, if he said like all right like we're gonna start this movement don't pay your taxes and you know people are gonna go to jail but you know we're putting our and maybe if there was an actual movement behind it you know either not paying your taxes or you know we're all gonna just do this together, organized like the left does because they they're able to communicate. Like they just, you just I don't know. They they stop it before it happens. You yeah. know, like there's there's feds everywhere. You know, maybe even Tucker's one. I don't know. I, I like Tucker, but all right. Um, but that's that, that, that's <laughs> it. It comes down to you know communication, and, and we don't have it. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, appreciate the call, man. But I appreciate it. So, sorry for taking so much time. But oh, sure. cool. uh, love you guys. It's nice to talk to you. <laughs> all right. Uh, all the guys. best to you and your family. Thanks, man. You too. Okay. Uh. Let's see. I definitely, well, I should, I probably should have uh, ended that call sooner, but it was an in interesting discussion. So I let it go. Um, thanks to our callers tonight. And thank you for your patience. If you weren't able to get in, uh, if you would like to participate, but you're having trouble participating live or you can't do it live, of course, send us an email question. The way to do that is through the call-in show uh, form on the website. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Again, look for the call-in show question form. We'll respond to those at the end of the stream as we will 
uh, each week rather, as we will right now. Uh, Zane Buick? Buick? I don't know. How would you pronounce this name? Book. Book. I'm in Utah, as many of your listeners are. There's a drag show that will be happening at the public park in Provo on Saturday. Is there a right, a right way to protest this event? Should I bring my chain-fed, fully automatic rosary? I forgot. Those are assault weapons now, those rosaries. Is there a right way? I don't know. A, a clever sign goes a, a long way, I think. Hmm. Uh... I don't know. Well, there was the only time it happened. It was over in Billings and that was like two hours away and I ended up having a conflict. So I didn't go to, to the one drag right. queen story hour that happened here. Uh, yeah. If I, if I was going to do it, I would probably go with mockery would be my strategy. Yeah. I like that mockery. It's harder to make you seem like a threat because they're going to try to paint you as a threat if you protest. Yes. So if you make will. it, I know that, you know, strictly speaking, there's not much funny about these themes when children are involved. But it, but uh, so I don't know. I mean, how do you keep that lighthearted when there's not much lighthearted about it? But I, I just think mockery is the most effective approach, both in persuading people and in avoiding some accusation of, of threat making or something like that. Good luck if you decide to do it. Searching for Let adventure. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I- yeah, I directly support the Orion and Artemis program out of flat earther, but there are a ton of good questions and reasons to doubt our history to the moon on the moon. Seeing the unregulated spending and failures within this program is terrifying and infuriating considering how our spending is uncontrolled, similar to NASA. What is the problem with loan forgiveness? I consider this a tax refund. My taxes are usually going to foreign countries. I'd much rather have the money returned to the citizens. Honestly, I'm having a much and I'm having a less of a problem with loan forgiveness in the face of um, my assets being reduced to zero through inflation, I don't have control over. Hmm. And so, uh, and we, we were, we, you know, we were totally propagandized into this idea that if we didn't go to college, it was going to destroy our lives. Well, and for that reason, we lost, especially women, we lost like a decade of fertile years. I can agree with that premise. I don't think that the solution is to uh, erase the debt. Uh, and if it is if everybody else is getting their debt forgiven the money's if, not worth shit anymore who cares if it is if we were going to go that route it has to if we agree that the system is built on fraud that's what they're trying to say. it has to come with massive reforms to the system but it's not instead we're yeah. just going to keep funding that system and i i get what you're saying about getting your money back i mean it's the same way i in some ways it's the same way i felt about like the stimulus checks during corona it's like yeah, yeah. Well, what am what am i supposed to do here not deposit this and put my family in the best position that I can. I don't think that that's in that case you are. It's anyone who it's any buddy who's eligible, I guess, under a certain income. So it wasn't anybody, I suppose, but this is different. I mean, this is, this is, this is not just anybody in the general public. This is you taking out a loan with specific terms that have now been, erased and you're putting someone else on the hook for that debt now i get it like we put our all we put all of a all of us on the hook for the same coronavirus relief debt too but my point is all of those things were bad i'm not going to turn around and say well here's another bad thing so that means this bad thing is okay unless i just want to like go full clown pill and laugh as we completely destroy our (laughs) society which maybe that's the answer but i'm just I, I'd have to think about it some more, but I, I don't think about it exactly the same as, say, like, uh, I don't think about it specifically as a tax refund because 
you you took out you made a specific gesture you made a specific move for eligibility for this that your average taxpayer didn't yeah it's it's there's something unique about you that is the reason you're getting that money which is that you took out the loan and other people who have paid their taxes just as honestly are not eligible for purely arbitrary reasons as far as i'm concerned um not that I blame you, you know, if I was in the spot where they were going to relieve $10,000 of my student debt, would I refuse? I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I'm not saying you're making the wrong move or something. I just, I think for, I, I think the government's action here is immoral. I think it's terrible policy just financially, but I also think it's immoral. Um, and, it, and if you're the, the person who's going to benefit from that, it puts you in a very difficult spot. Like, do you want to, do you want to benefit from that? Do you want to if you agree that the federal government is a bunch of crooks in general, do you want to pay them back? Like I said, I, I took great pride in paying off my debt. I'm glad that I did. Yeah. But I also understand who's holding the debt and it's a bunch of crooks. So if we were going to go with the blow up the system angle, I mean, I guess I would just say, let's, let's actually blow up the system and get the government out of this, get the government out of propping up colleges and universities, because that's exactly how we've had this, the education system turned into a anyway. mockery. They're, they're on the way out. Yeah. Thirsty Jackson resident. Do you have any more to say on that? I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, okay. Thirsty must be in Mississippi. Whenever I hear Jackson, I think Wyoming, cause that's close to, to me, but yeah. Thirsty Jackson resident in Mississippi. Apologies. Uh, if it's already been discussed, I'm behind, but what are your thoughts on Jackson, Mississippi's water crisis? Blonde, especially. Um, I don't know. I think this is kind of funny. It's like Jackson is a, a very, I think it's like 80% black or something like that. So the black community has spent the last two years, not all, not Susan. all black people, um, have spent the last few years um, bemoaning uh, gentrification and then burning down, subsequently burning down cities, talking about police violence and all this stuff. And then the second that they uh, don't have potable water, they're like, well, are, is Whitey going to bail us out of this? And and then what's going to happen? Like white people bail them out of this and then they'll forget. And then it'll just be some other event. And then we're just gonna have to keep coming to everybody's aid all the time. It's a thankless job being white. Thankless. <laughs> just once I want somebody to look at me and be like, thank you for all that you've done for us. It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Damn it! I know. Here I and am. So, no. so, so this pisses me off because this is going to be a situation where you know a bunch of white people have to go in and and, and deal with this this health cri- this major health crisis. They're going to save hundreds of thousands of black lives, and then everybody's going to have to spend the rest of their life being told that they're pieces of racist pieces of shit. Yeah, I don't know much about the story. We did have Phil call in last week, and uh, I did see one news piece about it after he did. But it seemed like a lot of the premises that he raised were correct, that you have a an overwhelmingly uh, black population uh, and I and and you have this failing uh, water facility. I don't it's something about a pump failure. And I was I, I originally heard that it was about the pump had failed because there was flooding. Now it's apparently more complicated than that, that there's a long history of infrastructural decline. Nah, and. The explanations I've seen again are it's now the explanation that I saw since Phil called was that the state of Mississippi is starving Jackson of resources because they just hate all the black people or something like that. That is asinine. You know, that makes me so, want to be like, figure it out yourself. It, it does sound like there have been some uh, 
demographic shifts in Jackson potentially over the last uh, decade or two. And uh, I don't know the degree to which that is uh, has some kind of causal relationship with what's happening there or not. But I do know that all the solutions are outside resources coming in that that someone has to come in and fix this. And uh, I suppose that's how it's going to get fixed. I don't know. I, I don't think it has been just yet, but they were talking about. Uh, I, I know Biden had declared something. They're going to get a bunch of uh, of Fed bucks too to get this taken care of. So, I don't know. Everything I said is I just said is probably wrong because I have not looked at this story very much. But those are the details that I understand. Um, systemic racism strikes again. That's what I'm supposed to believe. That there's no water in Jackson because everyone is so racist that they just don't have water in Jackson. Shouldn't they wait until white people fix it to start calling everybody racist again? <laughs> Uh, well, I know it might be like the, uh, might be like this volleyball situation in, uh, in Provo. You just, you call everyone racist and they rush to your aid immediately. How long is that going to work for? Forever. It seems. Lemon zest. Is this one yours? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I think yes. so. What's a reasonable range of responses if you discover one of your parents will side with their politics over your and your family's well-being, but haven't yet? E.g., will utilize red flag laws to take your firearms, will take your kid to have a medical procedure against your will, et cetera. Um, I mean, I don't want to like go Stefan Molyneux here and be like, defu, because familial relationships are irreplaceable and you only get one family and you really should do everything you can to protect your relationships. But if somebody is encroaching on your parental rights, fuck them. Fuck or if them. someone is going to help police raid your home over your property. I, I I also would advocate a wide range of tolerance for views, behaviors, all kinds of stuff within your family that you don't personally agree with in the name of family integrity. Because I agree, it's a very high value. But if they're... When you say you discover one of your parents will side with, side with their politics, if they've told you, I would do this to you, yeah, I would take your kid to get the COVID shot. Yeah. I would red flag your house. To have the police come take your guns. To me, that's not I'm not I don't care if your family I don't care who you are. You're telling Ethan. me that you're gonna yeah. attack my family. You're done. Yeah. We're we're not gonna talk anymore. I'm out at that point. Um agreed. Uh basketball. I hope American. that's not the case. I hope that's an exaggeration. Yeah. I mean, but. I do have a hard time like squaring political differences. Okay, so with my remaining leftist family members. I know that they think I'm stupid and that <laughs> bothers me. Okay. It bothers me um, because there's a certain righteousness that com that comes with um, knowing that you've arrived at the truth, hmm. but they probably feel the same way too. But why is it that nobody ever moves from the right to the left, but people it's move very from the left rare. to the right all the time? Although, you know who apparently did? Kevin Costner. What? Yeah. that At least that's what I'm told. What a faggot. He probably just got really sick of having to deal with with uh, Hollywood stuff. Maybe. Okay, basketball American. Would you rather have a terrible boss and a good job, or a good boss and a terrible job? The pay is the same. I would rather have a good job with a terrible boss. It's hard yeah. for me to envision a good job with a terrible boss. The terrible boss makes it terrible. That's Depends true. how involved the boss is, I suppose. But I. I've I've had terrible managers, micromanagers, people I just don't get along with. And even if I sort of enjoy the task at hand or I find value in it, a bad boss can ruin a lot. 
So I'd be inclined to say the opposite. I'd be inclined to say bad job, good boss. But of course, it depends how bad is the job. Yeah. Um, are you but like just an like, underwater welder or something? Well, I mean, that's that's a highly skilled, cool thing to do, even though it's dangerous. I was thinking like uh, cleaning bathrooms at the, uh, you know, the, the interstate, the side of the interstate rest stop, something like that. Oh, God. I would so much rather do that than be an underwater welder. It's safer. It's in theory. way safer. You might get monkeypox from the toilet seat, though. Or hepatitis. It's fine. Yeah. Tapson, of all the amendments in the Bill of Rights, the one that seems least applicable to our modern times is the Third Amendment. But hmm. is it? We understand that the principle behind the First Amendment applies to more than simply a physical paper press. Hold on. I just clicked out of this. Ah. Um However, uh, what would the principle behind the Third Amendment be and how might it apply today? So Third Amendment is uh, no forcible quartering. quartering of troops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I, I, I share your I share the premise of the question, which it does seem like most other things talk to timeless principle. That one, it, it is timeless principle insofar as you have your property rights. And I agree that the government. Uh, does not have and should not have a right to come in and force you to house anybody on your property that you don't want to, whether it's military or not. I suppose that's the principle. The thing that's odd about the Third Amendment is it's so specific. And in a way, it's sort of uh, redundant with the property rights that are guaranteed in the 5th and the 14th, that you won't be stripped of your property rights without due process of law. I'm sure that's applicable to other arenas. I'm sure they've used this as case precedent uh, countless times. Yeah, and maybe maybe they have. I don't know a lot about the history. Is there a lot of case law on the Third Amendment? I have no idea. I've never read a Third Amendment case from the Supreme Court. Uh, in one of the seven opinions from Youngstown Sheet and Tube Co., 19, 1952, Justice Robert Jackson cited the Third Amendment as providing evidence that the framers intent to constrain executive power even during wartime. And then he hmm. talks about... Um, how about about uh, seizure of military housing must be authorized by Congress, but how it applies to other property rights? Interesting. I guess we we already have uh, limitations on the executive in the Constitution, though, and we already have the protection of property rights uh, that can only be taken through due process of law. So why it's in there in such specific terms does seem odd to me, but that's not an area in which I have any expertise. Mm -hmm. The principles are, are perfectly clear, uh, limited executive property rights, but you know, why? And, and, th and that's the other thing too. We, we often talk about whether there's an intentional order to the bill of rights or not. And the first and second seem like they follow. The um, third. I mean, it was so pressing back then. Though. Your, and your property rights are paramount. I mean, they are, if they're not above your self-defense rights and your your speech rights, they're right there, your property rights. So you don't have a free society without property rights. Uh, but We have a lot of questions. Yeah, all right. And clearly I'm very... I'll have to think about it more. Thank you for the question because I don't ever think about the third. And third I'll have amendment. to understand Nobody thinks about the third amendment. Yeah. For a second I was like, what's the third? Yeah. Yeah. Trump Hangover says, Hello, I wanted Trump over Biden. The shortcomings of Trump are not brought up enough. His thin skin, uh, his awful hires, John Bolton and Mike Pompeo. His continued vax shilling, ban on bump stocks, abandoning the January 6th voters. Uh, I will always appreciate his presidency for taking away three Supreme Court justices from Clinton and for the lulls. What are your thoughts on Trump's flaws? Did I miss any? I think that's a pretty good list. That is a an excellent list. And, you know, especially on Sunday, I was talking about how... Um, 
uh, Trump, you know, he is of the swamp to some degree. And I was just getting eviscerated in the comment section. People, I'm unsubscribing. I'm reducing my donation. I'm eliminating my donation. Okay. okay. So this thing on the right that we've done yeah. is, you know, and I was an, a huge Trump advocate in 2016 through most of the presidency. What we've done is we we have elevated him to to it's some level of idolatry. Hmm. It, it really is. And like, I understand that he made a mission of destroying the media. I appreciate that. I wasn't super happy with his, his Supreme Court picks, but they're, for the most part, pulling through. Um, and, and he did a lot of good things. But I'm saying he's of the swamp because, you know, he is he's a multi-billionaire that, that rubs shoulders with incredibly corrupt people for, for his entire life. And then there's a, a fair amount of nepotism in his family. And, and by criticizing him, it doesn't detract from the good things he's done. But, like, I'm not going to do this thing where – Trump, a, a a thrice adulterator that like bangs porn stars and got the vax and stuff is the, is the Christian savior of America. That's fucking crazy. He's an old man. He did the vaccine stuff. He he abandoned his base on January 6th. He pushed out on a whole bunch of stuff. And like, I'm in it for the lols, for the lols. But, you know, he 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 fucked up a bunch. He could have done a lot more. And don't give me this thing like he was blocked by everybody. He was up against so much. I understand that. But like nobody can tell me that he couldn't have accomplished more. Yeah. And some of the things are things he shouldn't have done. Like accomplishments could be just don't do that. I know the I omnibus always, spending bill. I talk about it all yeah, the just time. Just don't sign that. Don't sign it. Um, the ban on bump stocks. I know that's always that always seems like this side silly thing. But that. As per our conversation on Sunday about the solvent traps and about redefining property and making it retroactively illegal, that is a huge problem. He it's didn't have to do huge that. Problem, and he did not have to do that. He was so, he was trying to appease leftists in what seemed like small ways, but they actually yeah. had really large implications. So I, I I certainly will grant the point that he was up against unbelievable opposition that played as dirty sure. as you could possibly play. Right. And I will absolutely say that that's uh, a fair point to raise in talking about maybe why he couldn't get some of the things that he wanted done done. But yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the shortcomings that I think uh, the question asker identifies, those are things there was no necessity to do. And yet he just did them. And yeah. that does, uh, you know, again, I'm someone who wants to see the conclusion of this story. I know that that's a stupid thing to vote on. I know voting itself might be stupid. I know that that's uh, in many ways probably an abandonment of principle because there are candidates who I'm sure I know there are candidates who better serve the principles I consider to be important than Trump does. But I can't deny uh, the laws, the entertainment. I can't I can't wait to see the end of the show. I can't deny that. And and just I, I don't regret voting for him at all. Um, no, I, I, just I wouldn't say I Watching Hillary either. Clinton's life dreams be snatched from her was <laughs> it was like one of the the yeah. proudest moments of my life. And I, I and and I uh, I know you referenced it, but I do want to give credit to for specifically the decision to undo Roe. I mean that is yeah. a historical event, yes. and that's and and that's for multiple reasons. Number one, the, the value of life. Number two the proper application of our law, mm -hmm. uh, even independent of the abortion issue. It's so important as a matter of constitutional law uh, that, uh, that I, I, whether I think Trump's selections have done perfectly on every other issue, I got to be honest. If you asked me a year ago, I don't, I didn't think they had the balls to do it. And they did. I would have been like, no, there's no way they're going to do this. Yeah. And I'm happy about the OSHA thing. Although they did bitch out to some degree during COVID. All right, we got to move. 
Sam, uh, I Sam, I killed a Jew in real life. Woodward. I guess that's a story. How do you think the National Guard will act in the event of a civil war or National Guards state units? I feel most uh, will tow the party lines, but I could see a dozen outright rejecting it, depending on the governor, state leaders, etc. Ooh, I think there'll be more than a dozen. I mean, the American military, all branches, they're trying to like stack them with these like limp wristed pussies and then a bunch of like chicks and stuff. And to some degree, it's effective, but we're not we don't have mercenary armies yet. Hmm. Um, I think that there is going to be a substantial amount of opposition in all in all branches. Yeah, I wonder if the National Guard would have more or less defection than, say, your your full time soldier or Marine, because your typical National Guard guy is like a citizen soldier. He's doing his, he's working a day job and he does his military time sort of on the side. I think um, that they would be less likely to de- defect than like a than like an know. active army. But he guy. doesn't depend on it. And he's more connected with his community and his state. That's probably a negative in in today's day and age. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it doesn't. If they started turning the American military in any context against the American citizen, I think that you'd probably see it break down. Well, if, assuming the military was 50% politically, 50% left, 50% right, then I guess I would expect it to reflect that. But I don't think the military's Military leadership might be skewed left, but military grunts are not. They're they're not. Yeah. So I think I'd put defection minimum 50 percent, probably higher. Um, Yeah. In the Marine Corps, I'd say 70 percent. I don't know. Um, Duchess of success. I see what you did there. Hey, (laughs) Madam Blonde, where were you when the news of 9-11 broke? What was your reaction? What kind of conversations did you and your family have? Did it influence your worldview? Okay, I do have a 9-11 story. So it was a half day. I was in the seventh grade. Is that right? Eighth grade? Were we in the eighth grade? I was in seventh grade. So okay, seventh we were probably grade. in the same grade, right? Yeah. Um, And I remember it happening and just being really confused about like who – I was like, who is even our enemy? And then um, they were they let us turn the news on in school and we were watching it in school. And I was talking to one of my teachers and I was like not at all upset about the loss of life. But I was like really worried about – the economic implications of what Hmm. was going to happen. And I was talking to my teacher about like, is this going to crash all the markets? And she's like, you just saw a guy like jump out of a building. Don't you give a shit? And I was like, yeah, that's that sucks. I didn't even know what the markets were in seventh grade. And then I was asking her about like, well, what about all of the um, confidential documents and the in the towers and everything like that? And she's like, I remember her being like, why do you care? about this?" She's like, people are dead. Like, why do you care about this? But I was like, man, this is going to have some some real ramifications on wow. the economy. That's, that's a strange interpretation for such a young lady. She seemed for really worried. Really, I guess I was a psychopath. But but yeah, that's. I was uh, not super sad about the loss of life. To to be totally honest, I did the same thing when I was in junior high that I do now, which I wake up, I make breakfast, and I turn on the news. And so I I had NBC on that morning, and I was eating oatmeal or whatever I ate at the time and the i same saw, breakfast he's been eating every day for 30 years no i've evolved now the, back in those <laughs> days i didn't make scrambled eggs as much but now i make scrambled eggs almost every day <laughs> and uh and uh, so i turn on the tv and and i didn't see the first plane hit but i turn on the tv and it 
they were live reporting on the first plane, I saw the second plane hit the tower live. Oh, really? Yeah. And that that was a pretty crazy moment because then you before that, the reporting was, what is this, some kind of aviation accident? Did someone what, what's going on here? The second one hits. Oh, you, you it's know. an attack. Yeah. And we had a, a football game scheduled for that day and it got canceled. And uh, we, I still went to school. Uh, school wasn't canceled or anything like that. What happened but, when we were at school? Well, I was on Mountain Time. You were probably on what Central Time, so you were an hour ahead of me. Oh, interesting. So the, okay, the you second just said plane. You were at home. I was listening. The second plane was just after seven a.m. Mountain Time, so okay. it would have been after, just after eight a.m. Central for you. God, why do they make kids go to school so early? Hmm. All right, that, that's the story. Uh, Evan says, "Longtime listener, thank you for all your work, sir. Thank you for excluding, ma'am." <laughs> I'm a white 6'5", 26-year-old male, and I just approached, uh, and I was just approached by a very attractive bartender at a bar I attend every Thursday night with my boys, who offered to take my virginity. The thing is that I uh, was hoping to save it for marriage because of my Christian faith, but honestly, at this point, I don't think it's going to happen, and I'm tired of being lonely. Should I say no in the hope that I marry someday, or just not worry about it and say yes to her next Thursday? Anyone with advice on this can contact me at Blessed Beard, B-L-E-S-S-E-D-B-E-A-R-D on Instagram. Thank you. You've waited for this long. Just keep waiting. And you know, I know... um I know a lot of couples that got married when they were virgins. I do not know any couples that got married where one person was a virgin and the other one had multiple sexual partners. Hmm. So I hear a lot from guys like, oh, I'll just bang a bunch of chicks and marry a virgin later. My virgin friends that got married, that is not who they married. They all married other people that were virgins. Hmm. So like if you're a, a woman and you have sex, you're going to um, not be accessible to a certain population of really Christian men anymore. You will do the same thing as a man. I don't know why everybody thinks that men that, that women want men to have all this sexual experience. Like it's not that that hard. Like you put your dick in it and you figure it out. It's not, <laughs> it's not rocket science. I I promise you that if you take this path, you will regret it. You and, will. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not like it's it's a life ender, uh, but th- there's just nothing to gain. There's nothing to gain. You were going to feel real bad about yourself afterwards. You're not going to care about this woman. It won't matter. There's no there's no use for it other than the momentary jollies you may get. But the thing is, it it's even that might not be very good. You don't know this woman. You don't know. Yeah, she's just. It might be awful. Like it's it's quite possible that it's awful. Don't do it. That would be my my recommendation. But uh, if anyone wants to convince him. Uh, more aggressively, that's at Blessed Beard on Instagram. Mr. And that's Ed. tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. Don't do it, so man. You got to do it soon. Um, is there any point in passing laws if they aren't enforced equally? No, we have too many laws. Yeah. More laws are not going to solve anything. We need 99.9% fewer laws. Uh, yes. We need to repeal so many laws. It's crazy. Well, and, and if and, laws aren't equally applied, they aren't laws, they're weapons. It's which that they simple. Aren't. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ashwin, who had this whole blurb about how she likes you but tolerates me, but I cut it out for time. Um, for Matt, in my understanding uh, of your stand on an ideal nation, you seem to give high priority to the values that undergird that nation over factors like ethnicity, etc. Do you believe ethnicity plays any role in this ideal nation as part of, part or, at least as a secondary value in the nation? Well, I, 
I think, and I think that's a fair characterization. So I'll say that uh, I think that that uh, there are values, at least in my uh, order of priorities, that are certainly higher than racial or ethnic identity. That said, I, I won't pretend that there's no correlation with these values and racial or ethnic identity. There's a reason why you can generally pick the way people vote based on those things. Yes. It doesn't mean that I would want to select, organize my society on that principle alone. Um, but but I I suppose if your if your question is how relevant is it? Well, it's relevant to the degree that it is a strong corollary. That doesn't mean that that's the criteria I would pick on. But but to compl- to say it's let's put it this way: I think in all contexts in which you can, it is best to judge the individual by that individual's merit. Yeah. There sometimes there are contexts in which you can't like, I don't know. I suppose like, well, we, uh, we talk about like the, the immigration context frequently. Now in a perfect world, it'd be nice if we could assess every single individual. Is that possible to do on a, on some kind of mass scale or might you want to make distinctions based on where immigrants are applying from? Mm hmm. Maybe that's a useful piece of criteria if you're talking about a giant group of people rather than one individual. To the extent it's a strong corollary, yeah, I mean, there's there's some value there, but I, but I wouldn't say that it's, if I have all the information I need, it's not the first piece of information on which I would base my judgment or build a society. She also said, in my understanding of your stand on an ideal nation, you, blonde, uh, you seem to give high priority to ethnicity. Do you not believe that there are primary factors above ethnicity that are more foundation foundational to the principles that hold a nation together, like maybe religion, et cetera? Um, perhaps, like uh, if people were um, were truly deeply faithful, and we had a a one religion nation, if we were all Catholic, I would be much more open to. Um, uh, a less racially homogenous society. Like I'd be more open to it, but like you said, um, there are practical factors at play here. Hmm. Like race is the best proxy for somebody's cultural identity. It just is. How else are we going to filter through all these fucking people? It's, it's, it'd be impossible to say that it is, that it has no value in that regard. Um, it, it, the only reason I hesitate is because of course it's possible people break the mold all the time, but trends exist for a reason. Yeah. Uh, and that's why as when I meet people, I always judge them as individuals. Yeah. Uh, But when I look at groups of people, it's, 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 you're just reading group data. Obviously you're going to see trends that include people's racial ethnicity. Chris Talip, Talipsky, Topinski. Um, That's totally incorrect. I would like for you guys, mainly blonde to comment on the fact that Gavin responded to Owen and told him it was a prank. But when blonde texted him, he just said to talk to you later. Um, seems kind of to imply that he regards or regarded Owen as a better friend that he could tell, but not blonde. How does blonde react to that? For, <laughs> where, that is 100% true. Yeah. Gavin and I aren't like super buds or anything. Like I only have his phone number because um, we were scheduling stuff for work. He pretended he barely knew you when he gave you honorable yeah. mention in the MILF rating. Even though online we've talked for several hours now, we've had half a dozen interviews, haven't we? I've been I on don't his know. show. Th- I've never three spoken times. with Gavin. He just made fun of the hoodies I wear once. Oh, really? He said I wear thin hoodies. They're they're normal thickness, for the record. Yeah, um, <laughs> I would call him a a loose acquaintance of uh. mine. Yeah, 
uh, ineptious. Any advice for porn addiction, both male and female? Um, if you have a wife, just bang your wife. Uh, yeah, get married. I suppose yeah. that's a that's a way to deal with that. Um, you can have access to sex and all time so much that you won't even want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Josh, I live in a small rural town in the far north of California. I'm going to say Caroline. And what is likely to be the most conservative county in the state. I was having a conversation with my dad, who is also a listener, and he was expressing his frustration about how a lot of the right-leaning podcasters and pundits we both listen to seem to think that the whole state is basically L.A. and the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. I know each of you lived in California at one point. Just curious if you ever explored any other part of the state. Once you venture outside of the major urban areas, it gets pretty red. Also, Blonde, what are your thoughts on Greater Idaho Movement, which proposes secession of Eastern Oregon and part of Northern California from their respective states and joining Idaho? Um, I'm interested in the idea, but I logistically, I don't really know how it would work. As far as the California thing is concerned, I've been all over California. I was born in Ferndale, which is Northern California. Um, and then I, I lived in Southern California. I've been to all places in between. And I know that there are a lot of disaffected, of disaffected right-wing people there. Um, but the problem is that it doesn't matter because, because the state government is totally corrupt. I mean, if, if somebody can just legislate you, uh, based upon their whims, um, then it does, doesn't matter how many conservatives there are there. Like you have to leave. Also, the the Mexican thing is it's just out of control in every part of California I've ever been to. It is filled with Mexicans. Every I, single uh, city. I have uh, I, I lived in the Bay Area, of course, for two years. I've I've spent minimal not, time in Southern California. Not many Mexicans in the Bay Area. Uh, of, my my apartment complex was a lot Asians. of Indians and a lot oh, of yeah. Asians. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I've experienced the more rural parts of the state, and of course, I'm fully aware that. Uh, Really, it's it's Sacramento, the Bay Area and L.A. that dominate the politics of that yes. state. So, yeah, I, I, I fully understand that there are more conservatives, libertarians, non-Democrats in California than any other state by virtue of its population. And uh, that sucks. That state needs to be broken up one way or another. And uh, we'll see if that actually happens. But, uh, yeah, I have a lot of sympathy for you guys. I just don't. That, that's the whole problem, though, is when you talk about California politics Rightly or wrongly, the rural parts of the state are basically irrelevant. They are steamrolled by those three places, Sacramento, yeah. the Bay and L.A. Yep. And uh, you end up effectively politically voiceless. Uh, and and that's I mean, there are there are millions and millions more conservatives, libertarians, non-democrats in California than there are in my state. Which is crazy to think. Yet I could get, I, I can have much better representation in my state um, than I could there, even though there's way more people who believe it there. It's it's mm -hmm. a strange thing to think about. I don't know. I guess uh, the 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 thing to think about is what should be the rules for separating states. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is that a rhetorical question? Because I truly don't. Understand. Should we have some kind of population threshold, or I don't know? California needs to be broken up, though. There's just it does need to there's be broken millions up. of people who are effectively unrepresented politically. Mexicans in the South cut off the water supply. <laughs> Give them the old Jackson. We'll see how they like it. <laughs> um, kitchen sink. Do you have a vice or creature comfort that you would particularly miss if the economy or society collapses? For me, smoking a cigar is something mm. I would really miss. And I'm trying to experiment with how long I can keep them. Vices and creature comforts make good preps. If not for you, then as bartering tools, especially menthol cigarettes. Um, I, I drink a lot of coffee. I'm a coffee drinker. And I don't smoke cigarettes 
But if they did not kill you, I would smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. Hmm. I truly would. Uh, the internet. I'm really going to miss the internet when that goes oh, away. Fuck I, the internet. I'm so I sick of this. I love the internet. Well, Ugh. I guess seriously speaking, to give, uh, there are all kinds of problems with the internet too. But I, I love having immediate access to information. Whatever's going on in the world, getting the immediate news at your fingertips whenever you want it. Going back to a more, uh, you know, going back to a world where that wasn't possible, and maybe you get a newspaper once a week if you live in a rural area. Yeah. But although maybe there are benefits to that, but it would be hard to break my brain's. Maybe I have an addiction. I don't know, but my brain's. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? My, my brain is Dependence? accustomed to that information access, and I think that would be very hard to break. Yeah. So we'll find out if I have to. Dingo. Ah! Uh, sorry, I just accidentally clicked on something in Discord and it was playing. <laughs> Dingo Darling says, so the Inflation Reduction Act calls for the hiring of 87,000 IRS agents. The federal government cannot fabricate this armed collection force out of thin air. What if these agents became an ostracized class uh, like the turncoat Jewish tax collectors under Roman occupation in the New Testament? Who knows how many patriots will be spared by the bottom of the barrel Antifa activists who eventually take these jobs without basic arithmetic skills? Uh, yeah, who are they going to hire? And, and will they be competent? Will it be? <laughs> maybe maybe the uh, silver lining is that they take a uh, the same sort of uh, diversity and equity approach that brought you the likes of Corrine Jean-Pierre and Kamala Harris, and maybe they're completely incompetent. You don't even have to worry about it. That's true, but I have a feeling that they might uh, pull this one off. Um, Rhea. Hey guys, at a class in med school today, we had a class on the woo flu. Apparently bisexual and trannies are more likely to get long COVID and medicine doesn't know why. Hmm. What would be your proposed hypothesis? Um, okay. Uh, the, the kind of people that would become bisexual or trannies have uh, some endocrine problem. Hmm. They, they've been weakened in the, their endocrine system, which has caused them to be sexually, what's the word I'm looking for? Dysmorphic? Let me look that up. I don't know. I was going to speculate that perhaps there's something unhealthy underlying these uh, circumstances in general. But I, I guess I wasn't thinking that specific. But maybe there is something that specific. It's probably environmental. Maybe it's uh, soy, plastics. Some kind of endocrine disruptor. Maybe they were sexually abused as children. Anyway, uh, it's weakened them, weakened their immune system. Hmm. I, I, reje I reject this concept that long COVID is. I wonder why way. bisexual only. The, to me, that implies like. That's just gay men. Yeah, maybe that's what they mean. I mean, it's a, that's sort of an indicator. Because bisexual women aren't real. Well, lesbians aren't real either. Well, bisexual women are all straight, and <laughs> bisexual men are all gay. That's, that's, that's probably. Uh, I, I used to, I, I haven't thought that seriously about this, but I used to kind of joke around, um, with people like is bisexual, I guess like my younger mind, it wasn't about whether being gay or not is, is like something you're born with or not. I guess my younger mind just thought bisexuality was just, uh, politically correct promiscuity, basically. Like you have yeah. to, you have to like one better. Yeah. You there, you know. That there's one See, you the prefer. the wisdom of the youth, eh? Yeah, you, you can't... That's why I always thought bisexuality mm -hmm. wasn't really a thing. There, there's nobody who is of equal preference for both. 
but I don't know. Anyway, that's that has nothing to do with your question, but I would say that there's probably some, yeah, that that I would have the same general suspicion that you do that there's got to be some underlying biological reason that manifests itself in bisexuality, uh, uh, transgenderism. Oh, I have another dis- theory. What? Also, some people with autoimmune disease that are um, that have made it part of their identity are more likely to also identify as something else that is like is like a unique identifier, like mm. being bisexual or transgender. So they're like, yeah, oh, I already have fibromyalgia or whatever the fuck. Like, what else can I do? Because they've had they were in a positive feedback loop, getting attention from from that. Ah, so it's and just so they're it's like, like what like else a, can I do? It's a borderline hoax. It's just for sympathy. Yeah. It's for attention. Yeah. And they're probably fat. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you for the questions. Uh, one and all. Uh, I nailed that. Yeah. Uh, again, if you'd like to send a question for the show, contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call and show question form. We're a little past time, so I'll try to hustle here. Zuby over on DLive. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, let's see. We left off on Holden Mulray uh, in the chats. Our, our religion is defined by how it treats the truth. Christ said, turn the other cheek. That's Matt 539. And he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. That's Matt 26. And what's EPH, my biblical reference? Ephesians. Ephesians 6 says our battles are not physical. Also says when folks talk about the violence of Islam, I think that is really incidental. The real failure of Islam is it has no power to save you. Ooh. Mm. Uh, Okay. Well, perhaps um, maybe some more of these themes about... uh, about moral reciprocity will come up in the Bible study, Mr. Holden Mulray, and perhaps I will get some clarity on them. Thank you. Mike Hawk, 420 Blazing. Uh-huh. The three hardest things for a human to say is one, I'm sorry. Two, I was wrong. And three, Worcestershire sauce. Is there? Is that correct? I, see, I hear people say like Worcestershire, yeah. Worcestershire sauce. I'm I just get, say all the syllables because I, I don't want, I don't know. You could do what I do and never eat that thing. Worst never eat that crap. Uh, let me uh, get the official pronunciation. Here we go. According to Google. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Or Worcestershire. Wor- or Worcestershire. 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 That makes sense. The, the R is silent. Worcestershire is definitely incorrect. Worcestershire. Okay. Whatever. He's I'll correct. I'll continue saying it incorrectly for the rest of my life. Um, Brett Kester, rebuttal to Holden. Jesus said, stay strapped or get clapped. Luke 22. If you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Phil, I don't know, guys. I'm starting to think we messed up bringing in cheap labor to pick the cop. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, especially after that white mother was killed on her morning run the other day and this guy who is shooting Memphis today. Well, there are a lot of really legitimate arguments against slavery. Um, and, and dealing with black crime right now is, is one of them. I mean, that is a legitimate argument there. You know, there are other reasons that we shouldn't have done it, but I would say there, yeah, slavery has some problems, uh, for, for its own sake. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, they're well, uh, I'm just gonna leave. One. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna the stop Mike right David there. The Mike David Smoke Show. What does a pole smoker say when there's a dookie on the sheets? What? <laughs> Do you get this? Yeah, I think so. Finish the joke. Sorry, I'm a squirter. Yeah. So. Uh, oh! 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 
sucks. Ew. Gross. Yeah. Marbo 93. Gavin does this all the time when he's going to be away for a week. One time he pretended to fire Ryan and it was caught on film. Um, he's always doing bits and screwing with his viewers and they fall for it every time. I don't know. I, I think this is lame. I think it's lame and not funny. And I think Gavin's funny. I think he's a funny guy. I've enjoyed listening to him over the years. He was one of the first people on the internet that like made me just laugh, laugh uncontrollably. That's a that's a really good quality in mm. someone. But this makes me fucking furious. And I, true. I don't know the history of the jokes. Uh, I agree that I, I think he's really funny off the like just off the cuff funny people. I think he's up there with the best. But um, but like let's say you do a bit about firing someone and that's fake. Okay, but that's a joke that's at your own expense. You know, it's kind of in-house. Nobody actually suffers externally for that. Um, people were people were genuinely fearful, genuinely worried about not just what had happened to him, but about what could happen to them or other people uh, they enjoy or their friends. Like this it's a very realistic worry right now. Yeah. And uh, I just I think, unless, again, unless there's something I'm missing, it's crying wolf about a very realistic threat in a way that uh, number one gets people to worry. But number two, I think sort of disrespects the realness of that threat that that if it actually happens, suddenly you've cried wolf and nobody believes you again. Yeah. Anyway. Um, he also said, I get it that it was believable. And that's why people are mad. But Gavin is constantly raising hundreds of thousands of dollars to pay the lawyer fees hmm. for the January 6th guys in prison and give their family 100% of the proceeds. Everyone is too quick to forget how much of his personal life he sacrificed for the conservative movement. Gavin and you two are the only shows I watch. I love you guys. That's true. But that doesn't mean that he's he's impervious to criticism. Yeah, I I, I suppose both of those things can be true. And I, I'm not. If they, if this is what it appears to be, it's not like I'm taking up some sword and I everyone needs to go uh, cancel their subscriptions to censored.tv and he needs to be punished. I just, you know, I'm not a fan of that bit. I'm not a fan of that gag and I don't think yeah. it's uh, helpful, but that's about it. You know, I, I and your point is, is taken. I, uh, obviously, he's he's doing a lot of things of value or else people wouldn't be interested in hearing what he has to say. Mark Duquesne says um, children that didn't have online schooling either kept going to school in person or had bunts with no schooling at all. The completely unschooled would drag the average way down for that group. That's true. Deb Stup. Hunter Biden smelling salts is a good branding idea. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Did uh, we get uh, I am offended? I, we might have missed that one. Uh, I can vouch for John C. Dvorak on the No Agenda show. Neither host is, as, host is as based as blonde, but they are both solid dudes. They don't shy away from any topics despite being very close to mainstream. That's great. Well, that's great. That, that's one thing I can respect. It's not that you have to agree with me, but if, if you're willing to just discuss things fairly openly without trying to shut people down, then that, that'll that earn my respect. Let's um, see. My brother's downstairs right now. Oh, well. To, uh, you tell, tell him, him that um, you you missed his sweet butt love. When <laughs> Just a few more. Uh, Hayden says update on the auto apprenticeship. Got the job. Congratulations. All right. Good job. All the best. Behana Behana. I'm sorry for the yep. slow Internet Halloween ideas. Putin and Zelensky or Peter uh. Ducey and Corrie Jean-Pierre. <laughs> we know blonde loves a good blackface. The most diverse costume gay black lady immigrant Ooh, that's true that one's Eric burns marsh with civil forfeiture and keeler versus um new london connecticut do we have property rights no uh, we, we we pay property taxes on property we were supposedly own outright there's eminent yeah. domain we don't we clearly don't have any property rights they can just be taken by the government at any time for any reason or no reason at all uh yeah i i will leave it at that uh, property tax it's 
at a base level, all tax is effectively theft, but there are certain ways to mitigate that reality. Property tax is one of the most egregious and the income tax, as far as I'm concerned. But the idea that I owe the government a check for the property that I own to the point of the question, whose property is that? And if I have perpetuity also, and then it can change on some basis uh, to which you did not agree with any percent, any percentage increase based on the influx of people that you didn't want to come into your fucking town. anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but there's more of them. If they vote to murder you, it's okay. Uh, um, Alex Godai, is there a rational, logical way to decide that you believe in God, or is it something that you learn by doing? Sure, from Uruguay. Um, I think that a lot of it is logic. Uh, the thing that uh, that pushed me towards religion in my 30s was I was like, these scientists don't know fuck all about anything. You know, there's a theory now that iron over- overload is causing a lot of our problems and they could be solved by leeches or by bleeding people. No way. We're going back. But I mean, <laughs> I, I I just think that like, maybe that's bullshit. It might yeah, be, yeah. sounds like bullshit. But like um, acting like the science is settled or anything like that. Like we, we can't even prove that certain viruses exist. We can't isolate tons of viruses. Like maybe we don't know anything. And then, you know, Stephen Hawking like wants to tell me that he that there's no God. That he he knows that there's no God because he's this great fucking Somebody physicist. Please stuff. screenshot the blonde Stephen Hawking face before this uh recording is off the internet. I just, you know, <laughs> we are slaves to our own limitations. Yeah. But also to our own hubris. And it prevents us from from having transcendent spiritual experiences. Mm. And like I'm smart enough to know that I don't know anything. And that's what made me religious. Mm. Well, thank you, Alex, for uh, your support. We love for the show. you. You're very special. Very much, very much appreciated. Oh, um, my Lord. Oh, the, is that USD? Oh, I oh, I guess. I Yeah, I guess he's Uruguay. So I don't know. Because our new system, it doesn't give us a dollar sign if it's not dollars. Oh, okay. Well, so I guess you're I assumed it was dollars. You're either a cheap asshole or you're but really that's, generous. Yeah, in, in the conversion, that's a dollar. Um, no, I, I would agree <laughs> that it's... um. To me, it it wasn't like some spiritual experience that has led me to curiosity about this. It is a a logical path as far as I'm concerned. Is there a moral framework to the world? Yeah, I can see it. I can feel it. Where did it come from? Yeah, where did it come from? What's What's the origin of that? That's the logic that leads me to here. I could say a lot more about that, but we're up against the clock and I appreciate that. Jimny P, it isn't assumed racial homogeneity will unite us. It's that... uh, it's that to, to it's to know that its absence divides us. Hmm. For beard guy, don't do it; it'll make you lonelier. Yeah, hmm. and he Thank knows. You, Jimmy. Pretty sure he's banged tons of chicks based <laughs> on his biceps and facial symmetry. Um, <laughs> Mike Hawk, four twenty blazing. You thin wearing hoodie faggot. I know. What the hell did I do? Incompetent hands. What are the current Halloween costume ideas? Blonde is Madeline Stowe, and Matt is Roger Ebert. How is he going to do that? He's going to have to cut off part of his face and gain 300 pounds. <laughs> I could get a fat suit. Oh, God. Madeline Stowe. No, that's, I hate that incompetent hands. Hey, Mr. Harry Pole. Yeah. Good morning and evening. I find it worrying that some Westoid right winger started simping for Russia. I don't think people realize how Islamized, diverse, and AIDS-ridden this corrupt shithole is, not to mention their divorce and abortion numbers. Mm. Yeah, Russia's not all it's cracked up to be. It's just that we long for... um a masculine dictator that's really what this is about <laughs> i don't know if i would go that far but uh i would agree that our society is lacking in some masculine virtue that that much is true maybe a few more shirtless horse rides would benefit us but 
I don't know. I'm just going to leave it at that before I say something stupid about at I don't have admiration for Russia at all. Um, I do. The, the, I, there's pretty much nothing I admire about that country. Other than I like people that have gone through the horrors of communism. It makes them more well-rounded yeah. people. I, I suppose when I say that country, I should refer more specifically to Putin. I'm not trying to take shots at the Russian country or the Russian people, but as far as Putin goes, there's not anything I admire there. Other than again, maybe I would just like something that's a little more traditionally manlier than, than what we currently have. Did you but. see Mike Hawks? Um, the new, uh, super chat. No, is there a giant super chat? Is there refresh. one, uh, one more? Oh, let me, oh, well, you have to read it cause it's a hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, seven N words. Hard R. Hard R. I can't, I, no, I'm not setting that precedent. All right. I show feet for uh, $10 for, for in 2016. I One time. I don't say the N word seven times. But you know who I'll does? No, just... You know who does is, is Bernie. He will thank you for your I support. I am not going to be show. niggardly. My God. Fun show tonight, that's, guys. That's a great way to end it. Uh, let me double check on uh, D live. Yeah, we're good. Thank you guys over there as well. Uh, of course, uh, thanks for uh, hanging out with us tonight. Very much appreciated. And uh, as always, we will be back on Sunday to discuss whatever happens between uh, now and then. I got to learn more about this monkeypox expert that they're putting at the podium over at the White House. Of you course, know how you, you become a monkeypox expert. Yeah, learn by doing. You'll you use the White House glory. <laughs> they probably, how long until they have one? They probably already do. Uh, if you missed any part of the show, of course, you can find it on the audio platforms after the fact. MattChristensenMedia.com uh, slash podcasts. Anything else over on the website. MattChristensenMedia.com. We'll see you soon.